This is why we have the best fans in the world. direction and guess what we've done Kara <laughs> I wonder what I've done we've seen Dunkirk Woo! we really have y'all we really have yes so we went and saw Dunkirk I'm gonna move this mic holder hold on closer to my uh mouth but so yeah we saw Dunkirk this past weekend on Friday we're gonna talk about it a little bit later but that's very exciting um, but I wanted to preface this episode with that because obviously this is the first episode back from Dunkirk, but we additionally have Louis' Back to You song as well. So we were trying to figure out how we're going to divide this episode up. And what we decided to do was to do a Dunkirk spoiler-free sort of reaction on this episode um, and talk about Back to You as well. And then on the next episode, we're going to have a very special guest on. Um, and we're going to be talking all about Dunkirk in depth with spoilers and all that type of stuff. Um, so that's the plan for this episode. And I'm very excited to this episode because there's just so many good things that have happened in this past week. Um, I wanted to remind everyone as well that we have a Patreon. Um, and this is especially important because Karen and I have been talking about doing some giveaways over on Patreon soon. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash talk direction. And for those who don't know, it's like a place where we can put up a whole bunch of bonus content and you have a monthly subscription. And depending on like what level you're on what about what did we call our levels like harry sparkly boots level yeah like niall smile lilo shenanigans yeah uh they were that was a good time things yeah so depending on which level you're signed up for you can get different bonus content like vlogs um talk direction down low which is extra half hour of episode every single Every time we do an episode, you get a half, half hour extra of content. I'm never good at saying that. Like, I stumble on it every poster. single time. It really great. is. <laughs> um, and what's especially exciting about Talk Direction Download today is we're going to be talking about the Louis interview um, that he did, that Louis did with Dan Wooten or whatever the hell his name is, um, where he talked about shipping, um, which really hasn't ever been discussed, like, on this podcast in yeah. terms of, like the boy's personal relationship with it. We've kind of avoided that um, because we on this podcast don't talk about like their personal lives in a way that we think is disrespectful to them. But because Louis talked about it in interviews now, we think it's okay to talk about. So we're going to be talking about um, the Larry shipping over there on Talk Direction Down Low. Louis also in the article talked about Simon Cowell and his relationship with him and potentially slash not becoming a judge on X Factor and how he was kind of upset by that. Um, and just some of like the hiatus stuff and how the hiatus came to be and who wanted that in One Direction and who didn't. So this mm-hmm. interview that if you guys haven't seen, I feel like it created a bit of a buzz in the fandom. Yeah. Um, and we just like couldn't fit it into this episode. So we're going to do a whole Talk Direction down low episode about that. So if you are interested in that, definitely uh, go check it out. 
talk direction download is going to be very exciting because there's just a lot of stuff that we've never talked about it and we're going to talk about it um and then also in this little intro thing i wanted to talk about two political things as you know on this podcast we like to uh bring up things that are happening in the real world and promote feminism and equality and that type of stuff um so i wanted to talk about two things because i think they're really important to be educated on and to just take action on especially um the first one is that the trump administration is trying to repeal health care um which i think like people get into get it into their heads that repealing health care like obamacare will only harm the people who have obamacare and like so if you have your own health care with your job you can sort of be like oh no it's fine like i'm not going to be bothered by this like why does it matter to me First of all, that kind of sucks, that mentality, because yeah. there's other people in the world besides yourself. <laughs> but also, it does affect you, actually, because when Obamacare, if it would be repealed, then the entire healthcare system shifts. So, like, you, your healthcare might end up being more expensive, or you might not be covered by all things that you're currently covered for. So, like, going with that mentality is both, like, just selfish, and thinking about it selfishly, it's harmful to your, yourself as well. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. The other thing is that Trump is trying to reinstate a ban keeping transgender people from serving in the military. Um, and this is important to bring up because uh, we have a lot of trans listeners and we support them and love them and care about them. Um, and we want to say that, first of all, and also say that we're freaking angry with you and we'll be angry and support that anger by doing things like calling our senators. So for this thing, and the White House. And the White House. So for the healthcare and this um, potential ban, um, what you need to do is call your senator. I think we tweeted a link that has it. Uh, so go to our Twitter at talk underscore direction. Um, I know a lot of other people have tweeted links about how to super easily call your senator. They don't answer the phone. You pretty much leave a message. Um, and like there's scripts that you can literally read to either tell them if they supported these things, if they're on the same side, as Trump to tell them that you don't agree and that they won't have your support in the next election, or if they're against Trump on these, call them and tell them that you're glad that they're against them and that they do have your support. Um, both of those are really important. So that's just sort of like a little political uh, starting to this episode. Um, do you have anything to say about that, Kara? Um, Trump can suck my left boob. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that's out there. Um, so, so, uh, also, something we haven't done in a long time is recommend books through Audible. Now, we're bringing this back. Um, for those who listened to us for a long time, you'll remember we did this quite a while ago and did it for a lot, a lot of episodes, but we would recommend books for you guys to listen to the audiobooks of. Um, I know I did this so much last summer because mm-hmm. I had really long commutes to work. Um, and it was so nice to just put in an audiobook because while I love podcasts, once you listen to them once, like, that's it. But books can be a lot longer. So they're such a good way to, like, have something to constantly listen to when you're commuting. Um, and if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection, you can get a free audiobook download um, and 30 free day trial. And over there, they have over 180,000 downloadable titles to choose from. And you can download them right to your phone or iPad or Kindle or whatever it is. Um, and there's just so many different awesome books. And I've listened to a lot. I know I listened to Tyler Oakley's book 
their um what is it called binge and like he actually reads it which is so yeah cool. i love when celebrities do that when they read their own books it makes it so like enjoyable like tina fey and mindy kaling mm-hmm. i think did theirs too and amy poehler yeah i listened to both i listened to all three of those yeah. actually last <laughs> summer all really good great mm-hmm. feminist books um last summer i also listened to cuckoo's calling which is the jk rowling book series um under the name Robert Galbraith, but it's hers. And that book's actually coming, that book series is coming to TV this fall, I believe. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for like a mystery novel, um, definitely check out Cuckoo's Calling. And the guy who reads it is so cool. I got a, I had a physical copy of the third book, um, but I wanted to listen to it on Audible because I got so like addicted to his voice and the way he told it. So definitely go check out that. Kara, do you have any recommendations for that? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I, this semester I was like feeling really down and, um, I took a children's lit class and one of the books that I, um, I actually listened to it just because I wasn't really in the mental headspace to like read. I wasn't like, my brain wasn't focusing or whatever, which is another thing. If you're like, you're feeling really sad and like can't physically focus, listen to an auto like an audible book or an audiobook on audible because it's just honestly so soothing and you can kind of shut your brain off while also like being engaged um mm. but i listened to the wind in the willows which is a british children's book it's like a novel though um and it's so i can't under like i can't overstate how quaint and adorable it is it's like these little animals who are just like they love each other and they're so domestic and it's very it's it's actually very um what's the word it's it's not um heteronormative there's like very there's like some you know uh um all male domestic like uh habitats and like homes and it's like really really sweet and um honestly if you're an adult listen to it but like also you could listen to it with your kids I just like it's so good. Listen to it, please. It will make you so happy. Like, it made my heart so happy in a time that, like, I really, really needed it. So, yeah, I definitely recommend The Wind and the Willows. I'm glad we're bringing these recommendations back. Yeah. I also brought the regular recommendations oh, segment back. Yes. Um, at the end of the show, because we haven't done that in a while. But with this Audible thing, we can recommend books, which is just, like, another great thing to do. Yeah. Um, so, again, that's www.audible.com trial.com slash talk direction and that also helps helps support the show so we really appreciate it um when you guys do that and i hope you guys like our recommendations let us know if you read any or listen to any of the books Mm -hmm. that we recommended here um we'd love to hear back from you about that um a great way to hear back to you (laughs) back (laughs) back from you guys is our back to you segment That was perfect. I know. Wow. Look at those transitions. 105 (laughs) episodes in. Um, So our back to you segment is when you guys can contact us and we read your messages back here on the show. Um, You can contact us in a million different ways. We're on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or our Instagram, which is talkdirection. Um, We love getting messages from you guys. You can DM us on Twitter or do an anon message on Tumblr or whatever it is. Um, But we have three different messages today from you lovely listeners that we're going to read. So the first one comes from Helena. And they say, hello, ladies, and happy seven years of One Direction. I just wanted to say how much I loved your discussion about fandom with Stan. So many, so many relevant points were hit. 
I hate how people reject and ridicule things young women are passionate about and how women can never win. There is so much power in fandoms and it's beautiful to see from all over the world coming together. However, as you said, like any other big groups of people, there are issues and we can always strive to do better. I actually wrote my bachelor's thesis in sociology of religion about the One Direction fandom three years ago, just to be able to explore the interesting sides to something that many people don't take seriously, but I love and am fascinated by. Right now, I'm at a summer job where I'm the only woman, and there is a very predominant macho culture. Listening to your podcast is a light in the dark when I'm around so much sexism daily. Thank you for all the hours of laughter and making the hiatus bearable the past year since I discovered you. It's so much fun to listen backwards and listen to your predictions about the future when I know it's going to happen. I'm finally at the episode right before the hiatus. Always, I just wanted to say thank you and keep up the good work. Much love from Sweden. This was such a lovely message. Oh my gosh, Helena. Thank you so much for writing to us. Um, First of all, hearing the feedback from the Zan episode is just so, so nice. Like, you guys have all been so nice Mm -hmm. about it. My sister said it was one of her favorite episodes too. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I feel like we really need to do like a talk back episode when you, if you guys read her book, um, which was Grace and the Fever, because I don't know, you guys are all so educated and in like informed on these things and yeah. you all bring something new to the table. And you guys like, have just, been enjoying the book. So I yeah. really want to just talk about it, like, and include spoilers and stuff. Cause like, it'd be really fun to actually go in depth and talk about it. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that you wrote your bachelor thesis on that, I mean, that is so cool. If you want to send us a bit of it or something, yeah, I, would I would love, love to, to read, read part it. of it. Yeah, I wrote, I've written um, some essays on fandom for when I was in college, too. And it was it was a good time. I really liked being able to do that. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Because you get a look at it from, like, um, just a whole new perspective when you're doing it in, like, a school mindset, you mm-hmm. know? Um and just, you, this was such a lovely message. I'm glad we can be your light in mm-hmm. a very macho, machismo culture. Um, our next message comes from Fiona, who says, Hi, Caitlin and Kara. Just wanted to say thank you so much for an awesome podcast. I feel like I must be the newest 1D fan on the planet. It almost pains me to admit that I've only become aware of their greatness, beauty, light, and general awesomeness via Harry's solo career. Oh, wow. Needless to say, I have had a whirlwind few months delving into seven years of 1G content and my has it been a ride fully head over heels now for the record I'm still making my way through the back catalog and loving every minute and don't even get me started on the YouTube wormholes I have fallen in fallen down it's very silly really because I'm from the UK and watched the entire season of the 2010 X Factor so I've been aware of the boys since their very first performance. I've clearly just been very slow on the uptake but never mind I'm here now. Hi. <laughs> anyway I'm so glad I stumbled upon you guys. I love listening to you chat for hours about all things 1D and it helps me feel like I'm catching up on everything I missed when I sift through the back catalog on my commute. In conclusion you guys are the best and I can't wait to make my way through all the episodes. Thank you, Fiona XX. Wow, this is Whoa. so cool. I love hearing that people have become 1D fans. So recently. From, yeah, exactly. Like from Harry's solo career. How cool is that? I like kind of like forgot that's a possibility because I was like, oh, yeah. people who get into Harry will only like Harry for Harry. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I, we didn't really think about like people then becoming 1D fans. Could you imagine, like, getting that much content? It must be so overwhelming. Oh, my God. Like, when we got into them, 
I got into them, I think, like, 2011-ish, 2012. Mm-hmm. So, like, and uh, even then, I'm telling you, I felt so overwhelmed with the amount of things that I had to learn. Like, all the, like, think about even all the, like, fandom inside joke stuff that, like, you had to, like, really delve deep into because it's not like someone explains that to you. Exactly. So you have to, like, kind of, like, track the source and you feel like a little archaeologist, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, digging through time and space and trying Literally. to figure out. Yeah, so, like, seven years. Oh, my God. This is so <laughs> cool, though. I wonder how they, like... Um, started getting into Harry. So if you wanted to, like, uh, like... Follow up. Yeah, I'd love to know because, I mean, I think that's interesting. Maybe, like, his performances or something, but that's so cool. I, I also find it so interesting how there's some things in the fandom that don't necessarily have, like, a specific origin where you can, like, date it back to, like, that's this true. certain thing. Um, like, I was just thinking about some of the things that are sort of known in the fandom that, like, kind of are created by the fandom and aren't really all too truthful, but, like, where they started is, like, unclear. And I know forever, Karen, I've been wanting to do an episode about, like, sort of inside fandom, sort of, um, like, mystical, what what do we call it? Mythology Uh, type stuff. Yeah, mythology, yeah. Um, and I just think there's so many things like that where... It's almost like this collective happening where you don't know what the source for sure is. Um, So, or like these kind of mysterious kind of potholes, loopholes, like black wormholes, that's the word. Um, (laughs) Like where these (laughs) things occurred. Um, So I love this. It sounds like we're like about to like go look for Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. So I'm always down for that. For real. Also, both Helena and Fiona, as you go through all of our old episodes, make sure to tweet us about them because I love getting reminded of old stuff yes. that we've talked about. And like, especially I, if we're wrong about predicting something, I know, that'd be the so funny to know. Literally, if you find some funny clip, like, let us know where it is in the episode so we can go back and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and our final one comes from Sophia, who says. Hi, was just listening to the last episode, and it is a recent fave, probably because I'm Louie as heck. Just like going over that interview again made me feel emo. The one thing I didn't especially love about the interview was the headline on the cover, because I'm really bored of the new directions puns people keep making. (laughs) It was funny for about half a second two years ago, but it's also, but it's irritating now, and I really hate people calling it a breakup, not because I'm in denial, well, not entirely, <laughs> but because until that's what the boys call it, that's not what I, it is in my opinion. opinion. I'm bad at, like, the IMO, like, Yeah, I always called. forget. Yeah. Acronyms. Acronyms. Anyway, I also wanted to say that I'm going to Niall's London show, so... I'm happy to report back. Okay, that would be really great because um, that's one of the earlier shows too, right? Yeah. I'd love to just get a bunch of different people on to just talk about. Yeah, we totally should have you guys on. Yeah. Um, Also, I'm working on a zine dedicated to the boys and the fandom. And I was wondering if you would be cool if I talked about the podcast slash if you want to do something for it. I definitely want to talk about fan projects and the idea of fandom being a creative pursuit and it helping cultivate skills, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, All the so love, cool. Sophia. Um, I am totally down for this. That sounds amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, I we're going to respond to you like in like text, text message, not text message, <laughs> typing also. <laughs> in the in form? <laughs> in written form God. because um, this sounds so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree about the New Directions thing and the whole idea of like the breakup because they haven't talked about it that way and like – Maybe it is a breakup, maybe it isn't, but, like, 
you know, they're not calling it a breakup yeah, yet. So, exactly. like, don't force it upon them. Yeah, use the, like, we, terms that they use. I just feel like that's, like, disrespectful to call it anything else. It totally is. And, th- like, language has power. And when yeah. you call it things, like, it could make, it could affect things. As we'll talk about in freaking Talk Direction down low. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, language definitely has power. True. So, you have to be careful how you use it. Um, and that's a bigger lesson today <laughs> on Talk Direction. <laughs> Um, but thank you, Sophia, for writing to us. We're going to be in contact with you. Um, design thing sounds so cool. Anything that's like promoting the amazingness of fandom, we are always. Oh, is it a zine? Is that how it's pronounced? I always forget. I do not know. I think it is magazine. Yeah, I think it's zine. Uh, Okay, there we go. That makes sense. I'm like, zine. I always say zine in my head, but yeah. What is that thing? What? I feel like it sounds like another social media thing I know about. Uh, What are those? Oh, Vine. Vine. (laughs) (laughs) we're moving on to the next part well actually just finally thank you guys all for writing into us and again write into us let us know how you're liking the episodes if you have feedback on the episodes anything like that and we will read your message on the show um but moving on to the dunkirk part of this episode um this so this one's going to be a spoiler free sort of talk about dunkirk and our experience seeing it um, but that being said, we're giving our opinions on it. We're not going to mm-hmm. spoil anything that happens plot wise, but if you don't even want to hear anyone's opinions on it or like if we thought it was emotional or like the music or whatever, just skip ahead, um, to the main discussion, which will be about, about back to you. Cause I know sometimes I don't even like to yeah. hear like anyone's opinions, um, but we're not going to give anything plot wise away. Um, so yes, let's get into this discussion. So we... We're lucky enough to get to see Dunkirk together. I drove up to Boston on Friday. And when I got there, we had like a couple hours left to like spare, I guess. Um, We ended up doing an Instagram live show, which was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of chilling, eating dinner, and then heading off to the um, Boston AMC IMAX thing um and when we got to the actual building like we had to hang out a bit it was really dumb (laughs) like they don't let you into the theater until like half an hour before um and even though there I don't think there was anyone really in the theater that we were going to because no one came out when it was the right time but we got pictures by the Dunkirk um sign which was cool um, and then we walked to the IMAX. Kara, take it away. <laughs> uh, we sat, well, I think we were like one of the first ones to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got our seats cause Caitlin was the first ones to buy t- one to buy tickets. So we got our choice of seats and they were excellent. They were like in, um, this is boring, whatever. This is like, this is whatever. This is great content. People okay. love our little stories about how we did things. Um, we, we were, we were like center perfect amount of distance from the screen. Like the only people in there there were two girls behind us. Yeah, and they looked and about we were, our age. Or yeah, they looked like they look might that, be but. fans. Yeah. Because, like, no one else was really there early. Um, but, like, I was like, we are getting here early. We are, like, having our time to be able to pee seven times. Like, we need some, like, get into our seat time. So, 
And then it like started filling up. And to be honest, there didn't seem to be that many people where I would like point out and be like, oh, they're obviously like here because, you know, they were One Direction fans turned into Christopher Nolan like fans. You know, it was, it seemed like a lot of kind of like movie buffs, maybe. I mean, it's hard to generalize. Like, Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have to be movie buffs just because they're men doesn't mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) True. It was, I mean, that's obviously stereotyping, but like, it wasn't like I would look around and be like, oh my gosh, wow, I can tell there's like a lot of fans of Harry here as well. Um, couldn't really do that. There weren't many people that I would like point out and be like that. But yeah, because there was, was still older cool. men too. It wasn't, it yeah. was like older than us, probably like 30s or like. Yeah, or 20s. like some like families. Yeah. True. I don't know. There was like a couple brothers and like their mom and dad sitting next to us. Oh. <laughs> at some, uh, to my right, I guess. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I I was a little bit surprised by that, I guess, because like, I guess that that IMAX in Boston, I thought would be like a pretty big one to go to. Um, But I wonder how that experience was for other people who've Mm -hmm. seen the movie, like if they had a like a theater full of a lot of fans or not really. Maybe because we went to see, I don't know, maybe because there were $20 the ticket. So maybe like people went to cheaper ones. I don't know. Yeah. Or like maybe opening night rather than Friday night. Yeah. Like maybe a lot of more hardcore fans went on Thursday. Maybe. Because I feel like that's when a lot of our listeners went and saw it. Mm. Um, But at one point before the movie started, but like as the trailers were going, this like they had overbooked the people to our right. So like multiple people had the same seats and they were unfortunately standing right in front of me and Kara like, blocking our screen. And I was like, if this movie starts and these people are standing right in front of us, I am going to have a big problem with this. But thankfully, they got out of the way. And I was Although also like... they were... It, it was during the freaking Star Wars trailer. And I was yeah, kind of pissed really that, to be annoying. honest. That was really annoying. But thankfully, they moved. And yeah. also, I'm glad we got there early. Even though it didn't happen to our seats. But if it had, I would be like, no way, honey. We were here <laughs> way before Bye. you. Bye. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about the movie a bit. Um, what, just sort of generally, what did you think of the movie? I really liked it. Um, it was extremely stressful. I can't, I can't (laughs) stress that enough. I didn't breathe once. And then after I literally, my chest felt tight and I was like, I need to do some deep breath exercises. To be honest, I'm literally getting my chest feeling tight just thinking about it and talking about it because it was Mm -hmm. that stressful. Um, it was it was the kind of movie that like you are constantly on the edge of your seat um, yeah. because there's so much happening and just like it's very harrowing um, yeah. and um, but I liked it and I think all the actors did incredible job and I I liked like Christopher Nolan's obviously just like a master at this and mm-hmm. it was just so interesting to like even from the first scene just kind of like figure out how he was like creating these characters using very little dialogue um, and using more, like, scenic things, um, mm. like the scenery and also just, like, small little... He was very he was very much about showing and not telling. Yeah. Um, and it was so interesting to see. Um, and it was just like, wow, like, even, even though I don't want to do movies or something, but just from, like, a story writing or writing standpoint, just being, like, you know, taking mental notes, being like, that's very interesting and, in, like, what this one little movement would say about a character hmm Yeah, I totally agree. And all that type of stuff, because it wasn't so much in dialogue, it was so visual. Yeah. Like, 
which felt overwhelming as well because it was like you didn't know where to look yes. to pick up on things all the time. It almost felt like, you know, with the best song ever music video, you had to watch it at least like 10 times before you could like really fully see what mm-hmm. each person was doing at the same time because so much was happening. I almost felt like it was that same thing, but we've only seen it once. Like I definitely have to see it again. Um, but like it was all, so fast paced and so much was happening a lot of the time or like so much subtlety in the facial expressions mm-hmm. that you can't look at every character at once. And there was also that dividing your time between like looking at Harry and trying to appreciate him, <laughs> but also like appreciate the entire cast and everything that was going on. And you're like smiling, even though <laughs> you're like, oh my God, that's Harry. I know. <laughs> like, that's, what, that's what Sarah was saying. She was yeah. like, she was um, Sarah um, who wrote a little blog post about um her thoughts on the movie um, the Cotton Candy Unicorn is her blog. Um, she was saying that she was smiling when Harry would come on, and like she would, she felt kind of weird because like it's like a World War Two movie. You're not supposed to be freaking smiling through the whole thing, but like we could definitely relate because I was like definitely trying to like be like that's my boy, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, like Kara like squeezed my arm when you first came on. I know it was, was it was very exciting. Yeah, it, it really was because I wasn't because we didn't know when he was coming on. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it, it came out of nowhere. I'm not gonna say anything, mm-hmm. but like. It was just like, it was... You're like, oh my god, there he is! Yeah, it just happened, you know? It wasn't yeah. like a grand intro, like, in Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Edward, that was... Wow. Oh, what a time. I can't wait what to do time. our Twilight-themed TVDL I, episode. I'm so stoked. I know! That's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, But, wow. Oh, we should do a Twilight commentary, too. I feel like people You're would like so that. You're so right. Oh my god. <laughs> it yes. would be great. Um, But yeah, I really just thought it was, like a lot at once the music too was amazing oh my god but like the loudness of it it really made it very suspenseful the loudness of just like the like guns in it or like the sound of like the airplanes and stuff was very jarring i was sitting there like jumping in my seat a lot and it wasn't jumping like you knew something was gonna happen like in a horror movie and they have like that jump effect it was just because it was so freaking loud it was so loud it would come out of nowhere but it wasn't like Something where, like, you knew something was going to pop out. It wasn't, like, that type of feeling. It was just, like, oh, my God, this thing just, like, happened. And, I, um, yeah, I think that it was, like, very immersive in that way. Because, like, mm-hmm. there were some points that, like, we were talking about it that we couldn't understand the dialogue because there were so many yeah. other sounds happening. And, like, the music and, um, like, just, like, the sound effects were so overbearing. But I was, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of, like, immerses you in it and, like makes you feel like you were there and you kind of like can't understand what's happening and you can't yeah. understand what people are saying and it's sort of like frustrating but I think that's kind of the point but yeah mm-hmm. it was it was super super loud and like the fact that we were like watching on a huge screen too I was like this is not helping me be any less stressed <laughs> like yeah yeah the accents were really so strong and I don't know if it's just because we're not used to like so many different types of like British accents or like maybe we're not used to hearing that but I mean I watch a lot of British people yeah on YouTube and stuff but like in this sort of setting where it's like more like harsh and fast paced I couldn't really understand a ton of the dialogue so confused I don't know like did you guys have that same experience yeah please let us know especially if you're from the UK area yeah um let us know if like you couldn't understand it either because we were like at some points I was like and we're, we're not supposed to understand what they're saying, right? <laughs> and we both wanted to put subtitles on. Like, there was, like, that, yeah. like, thing where I'm just like, I wish there were subtitles. Um, yeah. And, like, at some points, because, like, I feel like in these type of movies, people are mumbly anyway. And even, mm-hmm. like, if they're speaking, like, if they're American and they're just speaking, like, American English, whatever, um, 
uh, like, I still can sometimes not understand people in war movies just because, again, like, the music, the sound, and also their mumbling because it's, like, you know, the masculine yeah. way of showing emotion, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was really... It was, that's why we need... Um, I want the script... And I mm-hmm. want to be able to read, especially Harry's lines, but even the mm-hmm. whole thing to kind of like, because, you know, there's not much dialogue and what is yeah. there, I want to be able to understand. Yeah, definitely. And it, But at the same time, it was like, it didn't matter to convey what was happening. Like, you yes. didn't need the dialogue to know, like, what the characters were feeling or, like, what was happening in it because sure. there was so much, like, facial emotion and you could just kind of tell, you know, the stress was palpable it was like there you know you didn't need everything um put together for you also like the timeline was really interesting of yes the movie and that was something too going back now seeing it again like a second time would be just cool to see how that all lines up because the first time you see it you're trying to figure out how the timeline works because as they've said in the interviews, there's, they're telling the story about the beach, the air, and, like, the water. Um, so there's, like, three different things going on at once. And I don't want to give away too much, but, like, yeah. that that is, like, sort of something going back a second time would be clarifying <laughs> to see, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it worked, though, with, like, three different mm-hmm. timelines and three different storylines because since it kept on jumping back you were kind of just like always on edge because Mm -hmm. there was like a like you know this each story was going on and each story had so much going on that Mm -hmm. it was just like you wanted to keep on maintaining with one storyline um yeah but also I feel like going back to like being um like uh like there's not that much dialogue and sort of the focal the focus being on like the um the uh facial expressions and just like sort of like the you know, I don't know, the the things that can be conveyed just through, like, the scenery and stuff. I think that, like, Christopher Nolan did a really good job of, like, using visual storytelling and, like, using, mm. using like, filmography. I don't know. Yeah, using, like, film as the method to tell a story because, I mean, like, if you're going to use, if you're going to make a movie, you don't want it to be exactly, like, you know, um, I don't know, a book or something because it can't be. It has to be visual. Mm-hmm. And I think he did such a good job of, really making the most of like the visual language and it was it was so interesting to see i totally agree i really want to do a commentary on this movie i wonder when it's going to be out on dvd yeah like Hmm. that'll be especially interesting that we get to really like but then then again we can't like pause it because like it's a one commentary oh yeah right we'll have to like watch it a few times before we do that (laughs) yeah take notes on what we want to say um but yeah i i just the the visuals were really so cool um and I don't know, I can't wait to see it again. And really, like, I don't know, I want to see Harry's parts a lot. And, like, because even, even though, like, I could judge him as an actor now and say he did a really good job acting in it, I also, a lot of the times when he was in it, there was a lot of stuff going on around on the screen. So you couldn't fully, like, give your attention to him or fully, like, absorb it in the, the way that you can when you can, like, press repeat every, like, yeah. and just have one 10-second clip being repeated again and again, which will obviously be possible when it comes out on DVD and, like, gifts are made and different things like that where you really get to see, like, what's happening. But because, like, if you look away from him from one second, you're missing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but you can't not look away from him because there's other things happening on the screen and, like, it's a whole movie that you're seeing, um, not just Harry Styles. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I also thought Finn did a really, really good yes. job. Yes. Finn Whitehead, his name's Whitehead, right? Yeah. Um, 
I thought just like such a good acting job. Um, and he had less lines than Harry, yes. but like a lot of screen time. And he just played his character so well. I think Harry and him both played their characters very well, very distinct characters, but they portrayed it so much through like their body language and their facial expressions and that type of thing, which uh just like so cool so so good i think it was so um, interesting because like we got to see the um comparison between like finn who was very quiet throughout the movie but mm-hmm. with more screen time and like kind of like compared to harry who probably had one of the most lines out of anyone mm-hmm. um and um you know he was more like uh like dialogue heavy while finn was more like visual mm-hmm. based and like just like two w- different ways of like building a character i think it's yeah. so interesting to see especially in the same movie and like the same like in the same i don't know the, the fact that they're interacting um mm-hmm. i just oh so cool yeah another thing like going back and watching it again you're gonna get a c now i know who the characters are that they're yes, playing true. but going back and seeing like how they conveyed that at the start when i was still trying to piece together who they were as a character yeah. and see how they as actors portrayed that from the Mm get-go you know i think that's that's cool um so overall i thought it was an amazing movie i can't wait to see it again the cast was excellent there's so much more to talk about that i'm excited to discuss with our special guest next week um (laughs) anything else you want to say kara um just that my foster cats are low-key fighting and playing right now so if you hear some (laughs) weird sounds it's just them and like while we were talking um sherman like roundhouse kicked amy and i don't understand how he did that he literally spun around and kicked her in the face Oh, and, baby. You know, it's really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. So if you hear some like meowing and some weird <laughs> sounds, that's them. Not me, just meowing. Nice. Okay, so now moving on to our main discussion, which is all about Back to You, Louis' new song. Plus, he's been doing a whole bunch of interviews, so how could I not stick that in here? All this st- exciting stuff about his album coming out um, and a lyrical analysis about Back to You. And just how excited we are, pretty much. Like, you guys literally don't know how excited we are to discuss this. Like, I feel like we've been waiting a really long time. But that's just because, like, Karen and I have been having a lot of, like, conversations on our own about how much we love this song and love Louie. Um, like, after getting back from Dunkirk, we did talk about Dunkirk <laughs> a lot. Like, I'll, I'll give it that, especially, like, on our transportation back to Kara's place. We talked about Dunkirk. And then when we got back, so much of the conversation was focused on Louis. And we were like, this is, like, the Harry Dunkirk night. And yet we're talking so much about how much we love Louis. Because the Sun was- interview came out, too, that night. Yeah, I mean, his song had come out. That's, like, that's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his song had come out. The Sun interview had come out. There had been a couple other interviews, like, earlier that week. So, so much of our focus after seeing Dunkirk was actually on Louis mm-hmm. because we were just so overwhelmed with our love for him, which came out on Twitter when we were just like, oh my god, Louis's the best. Um, so... I just kind of want to dive into that. If you guys haven't listened to some of Louis' recent interviews, definitely go do that. I don't know, Kara, did you listen to the Facebook one yet? No, I haven't. Shoot, I keep on forgetting to do that, but you, yeah. Yeah, you really need to. There's like a 25-minute Louis Facebook Live with Roman Kemp that he did. Um, and it was like he went into a room with a whole bunch of fans and surprised them. And they asked like fan questions. Um which was really cool. I was like, why were we not there? I don't know. (laughs) 
um, but it was that was really really nice. He also was on the BBC One Radio Breakfast Show um, with Nick Grimshaw, um, and that interview was really funny. And there's videos to both of these, so it's not just audio. Um, and then, as I said earlier on Talk Direction Down Low, we're going to be talking about the Dan Wooten um, one. It was in the Sun, right? Yeah. Um, that interview as well. Um, there's just been like he's been really honest in interviews lately, um, and he's so genuine, so and definitely thoughtful, y'all, and, like, and thoughtful. I'm telling you, like honestly, even if you like you don't think you love Louis that much, like please go like watch some of these interviews or read some of these interviews, and mm-hmm. I, I swear to God, you're gonna be you're gonna feel changed. You're gonna feel like a yeah. changed human being. Uh, that's how I felt. Like Louis was always, I you know, I always have love in my heart for Louis, but like recently has been like literally overwhelming. Like it's like yeah. been like oh my. God, I feel like a new person. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, even if you love Louis, you're going to love him more after, like, reading these, hearing these interviews. Um, It's just, like, I feel like as much as we knew about the boys when they were in One Direction, these their solo careers have given us such a new opportunity to find out more about Mm -hmm. who they are. Um, And Louis especially shines through just because he is really open and genuine um, in interviews and, like, he doesn't really like hide too much of himself he's not really putting up a front where we're just getting this like wealth of knowledge and like uh not not i don't want to say like new information but like just like getting to see more of who he is and in a really like chill and relaxed way um that i i love so much yeah like he'll just Um, honestly just like casually like throw out this beautiful philosophical sentence and I'm like <laughs> okay Louie like in the most casual setting while he's wearing like a tracksuit and I'm like yeah. Louie come through with this philosophy <laughs> or whatever like, I just like I'm so in love like wow I have so much love for him yeah I I honestly do and I think it is different like the way he and we've sort of we sort of started making these comparisons last episode like what makes Di- Louis different? We've talked about what makes Harry different, what makes Louis different, what makes Niall different from each other. We were saying that Louis feels like a brother, sort of. Niall feels like a really close pal. And then Harry is like the sort of magical creature, fairy dude who like is um, almost like removed in a way because he has this like uh, aura. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like a sort of... Um, mystical thing about him that he puts up himself like he puts his own bubble, yeah. like his 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 magical bubble up you know what i mean like i feel exactly, like he's a fairy yeah. with a magical bubble that he a force field that he puts up himself mm-hmm. and and you know niall and louis have different ways of being and like they're not no one way of being in like the public eye is better than the other but they it does create different relationships with the fans and who the person is um i know you said something really interesting when we were talking kara about um, how we, do you want to say, do you see my point here? Yeah. So I was thinking about how every time we hear, um, Harry speak in interviews, I feel like I know him less, but with like Louis, you seem to get to know him more. And I feel like that's kind of like, I don't know. It's so bizarre to think that, um, when someone talks, you get to know them less with Harry, mm-hmm. but I feel like, I don't know, sometimes because he's so, uh, I don't know, like private, he'll say things and like I'll realize I really don't know him at all because I don't know I don't know how I think everyone understands like kind of what I'm saying just because he's Mm -hmm. so he like he puts up a front and like kind of uses humor to like 
um, not answer questions and stuff, which is fine if you don't want to answer questions, but it's so, it's so interesting and bizarre to like, remember you literally don't know him at all. And not, I'm saying, not that I'm saying like, I understand Louis as a person, but I feel like as a celebrity, I know him better than Mm. I do Harry. Yeah. It was like what I was trying to say with the Another Man magazine. Um, Just like when Harry had all those different pictures of things that are like personal to him that he's kept and we got to see like some of his photographs and like a coat that he owned and some boots and like his favorite CDs and almost continued to, to uphold the sort of mystical creature that we can never grasp, which I was trying to explain back then because I know a lot of people were saying, oh, we know him so much better now. I feel like I know him so much better. But I was also going like, I feel like I know him less. He seems like farther away, harder to reach. Yes. Um, which like, as you were saying, isn't a bad thing. That's just how he portrays himself. Um, in in interviews and with Louis, I think it he comes across as we do know him more, and he is really open uh, in interviews. Whereas, like, wow, that is really relatable, or I totally understand that. Versus, and maybe it's just who they also are as people. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but like, maybe Louis is more relatable because he just like does things that we find more relatable than Harry, who seems to like. Um, I guess what's presented to us seems more fantastical. He definitely um, feels, he feels so much like a celebrity. And with Louis, yeah. it, it really does feel like he's like our pal that we're like, right. just kind of rooting on. And like, we somehow knew him from like his, you know, like yeah. from his back, like, you know, back in the day. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and, and that's not to say who the real Harry is, no. is like not a real person but it's who we get to see as who harry is yes. if that makes sense yeah there's so many different layers um, to being a celebrity like obviously harry is just as deep and has his own things and whatever but it's like how the image is presented to us mm-hmm. i guess as consumers um they they have different different images um that is that are portrayed um so yeah i think that that definitely contributes to us being like oh my god we love louis because we feel like we know him we feel and i think that's what we've said about niall in the past it's like you just feel like you could like hang out with niall and it would be so chill mm-hmm. um and then with louis it's kind of like that but almost more brotherly yep. feeling at least for me um but yeah, so I wanted to talk about some of the stuff he's talked about in interviews and not just like why we love <laughs> love his interviews. Um, uh, let's see. The, so back to you, his new song, um, which we're going to discuss in a bit. Um, I wanted to talk about sort of who he was, like where his inspiration come, came from and then sort of lead that into like what his album will be about because back to you is almost a little bit different. Um so he said, and I quote, this song was really, was quite refreshing for me because I'm sure once the album comes out, you'll maybe be able to understand this more, but the whole album is very, is about very, very personal things and me kind of opening up about my last three years. So it was nice to have this song that I felt a little bit more detached from in terms of concept. We just drew from the most extreme scenario of that kind of relationship as there are a lot of people who find themselves in that sort of relationship where you're kind of stuck in whatever, in whatever. And as much as you might irritate each other, whatever happens, you just keep coming back together. I think it's relatable to a certain degree, but not necessarily specifically to me. So 
And he said this in a number of different interviews that this was a song that was like a nice break because he'd been writing, he'd been writing so many personal songs. Um, and this was like, okay, this isn't like something I've experienced, but obviously I still write from personal experience, but it doesn't actually relate to like me and like my own relationships or whatever. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I think going into it, um, when we had heard the title back to you, we were thinking like, oh, this is because he's gone back with Eleanor, um, his, his girlfriend, like that's what the song will be about. And then when you hear the song, you're kind of like, well, I hope not because the relationship doesn't seem like that is that healthy of a relationship that these two people are in. Um, so to have him talk about it, just being kind of a nice break from some personal stuff, I thought was really interesting and like enlightening, um, on like how he writes songs just as Niall has said like you don't always write from experiences that are exactly what you've experienced you might see like a couple on a train and come up with a story about who they are or whatever so like this is an example of that what did you think of this whole thing about back to you and what it's about Kara I think it's a really um good like sort of like tester like testing of the waters just um Wait, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. I was, like, so afraid that it cut out again. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's a good tester because, like, um, uh, like, I understand, like, how it feels to put out your art and, like, your kind of, like, heart out there. Um, and it's, like, really scary when it's, like, really, really deeply personal. So the fact that he kind of, like, has this, this single to kind of be, like, here's my music, which is also deeply personal because it's me singing and, like, what I've worked on, but it's not, like, me putting out my entire life and relationship um, Mm. to the public yet. So it's, like, kind of, like, a first step before his album, which I feel like is a smart move to make. Um, Just, like, in terms of, like, getting yourself ready to be the center of attention in your music. Mm -hmm. Because with One Direction, you could write something, but if you were writing, you know, if he was writing with Liam and a bunch of different other people he could, like, hide behind that and it wouldn't be exactly his his own life because so many other people had influenced that song. And, like, mm-hmm. he didn't have to, like, only be... Like, I don't know. Even if it was just him on that song, it would be, like, in the mix of all the other One Direction songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially coming off of Just Hold On, which was obviously deeply, deeply personal. Yeah. And the whole, like, X-Factor performance that yes. surrounded it. To take a step back from that mm-hmm. and, like, have something else I could see would be just such a nice, like... Relief. Yeah. And, and as you said, it is still so personal because you're singing on it and it's this music that you've created, but not to have that sort of your personal life also additionally being shown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I, as we've said in the past, like, while we love personal stuff and love to hear personal stories, I don't think it's necessary for a song to be, like, a good song. Mm-hmm to have to know that it's coming exactly from personal experience rather like knowing it came from like them as a songwriter not necessarily like exactly what they've experienced in their life um I think it's still like an amazing song um so I wanted to talk a bit about the album because as he said this song kind of contrasts a bit from what he's mostly written on the album um in terms of what the album sounds like in different interviews. He said he liked the guitar heavy aspects of One Direction. Um, So like maybe that is something we can look for. Mm. Um, I think he's said in the past that like Little Black Dress was one of his favorite songs. Um, What else has he said recently? And like we know Little Black Dress has a lot of intense, like heavy, more rocky side to it, which 
I don't know is necessarily what Louis is going to do, but like that has been one of his favorite One Direction songs. Um, he also said the Steve Aoki collaboration with Just Hold On is again, a little bit of a standout in, t- in terms of like genre that he was just like experimenting mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. that genre, the, the sort of like dance electronic, which at the time we were like, Oh, this is the genre Louis is going to go into. But now it's like, well, no, he was just kind of like collaborating with an artist. Um, and what what mostly stood out to like in in the interviews that I listened to was he was saying that it's going to be just like generally a lyrically honest album rather than try to put different labels on it of what it's going to sound like. I mean, he said it was going to be pop, but like the most standout thing to him was that that it's honest lyrically. Um, and now these are semi quotes because <laughs> I was writing down as I listened, not exactly word for word, but pretty much what he said was. Um, that lyric, like honest lyrics, uh, feel pretty rare right now. Um, he mentioned James Arthur's song. Um, what is it called? She won't let go. I have no idea. Uh, I, I forget what it's called. Won't something about that. (laughs) It's the one that's been in on the radio and in the charts. Um, uh, he said, people don't prioritize lyrics. I am not about glossy metaphors and reading between the lines. It has got to be matter of fact. Our fans want to hear what we are feeling. That's why Ed's an absolute magician. He does such a powerful lyric in such a simplistic way. In a way that doesn't have to be glossed up with all these sexy metaphors that make it sound cool. It is just matter of fact and it makes you feel a certain way. Um, So that, that is pretty exciting. That like he... I feel like just generally we've seen such an honesty with Louis' lyrics through Just Hold On, um, plus his songs that he's done with One Direction. I think of um, Strong and Love You Goodbye. I think those have that sort of same feeling. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely do. I think Louis, um, I just, I really respect him that he wants to like write honestly about his life because Mm -hmm. I mean you don't have to there's nothing like in a like you know there's no contract saying like you have to put yourself out there but I feel like he wants to and I think that's a really I don't know he's you know there has yeah definitely like his past songs have proved that he is willing to and I think it's so so cool Mm -hmm. it feels like like someone in his position you might feel is like jaded and like not want to put themselves out there because they know their like personal lives get like strung along for the general public but he is not even thinking about that you know he's like i'm gonna write what i want to write and i don't really care you know this is what the fans want this is what i want and he's not holding himself back from that which is really refreshing yeah um he also said and like i can't believe he's so upfront about these things he's like you guys will know which songs are about Eleanor, which are about my mom, which are about the fans. Like, he, like, straight out says that. Yeah. Um, which like, I and think then, like, just compared like... to Harry, who's like, is Olivia an emotion? Is it a per-? Like, you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah. Louis, like, straight up, like, this is what it's going to be about. Like, you will yeah. know. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so cool. And I'm glad we get, like, both sides kind of, of the coin. Yeah, exactly. Both sides of it. Um, I think that's really cool. Um, he said as well, in terms of Eleanor, a lot of the albums about her, really, I wanted to make the album feel chronological because that's how I wrote it. Mm. You can hear my journey as an individual over these three years, leaving the band, then going out 
onto a really crazy party scene and then kind of ending up full circle back with Eleanor, who I love dearly. Um, so I, I also think that's interesting, sort of seeing a theme come together of this chronological journey. We've talked about themes in Harry's album of like miscommunication and like like relationships that don't last, that are sort of um, not great for each other. And we saw a nostalgic theme with Made in the AM. So this one is like a chronological journey. And I'm excited to hear if the order of the album follows that journey or how it will be placed together. Yeah. Um, I, I could see it. I could, I could, I would love to have it in a chronological sort of order. Me too. That'd be so know? fun. I love it. I love a concept album or like an album yeah. that like just has, it's like made to be listened in order. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's not put in order, we can obviously have fun trying to put Ooh, it in yeah, order. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that would be really cool. Um, Louis also referenced some like old bands that he listened to that like he says are an influence for him. Uh, Green Day and Oasis. He said, while they're not pop pop, a lot of their hits were pop enough to be popular. Um, so like he's sort of playing around with that, I guess, like trying to, cause he said he liked the alternative pop. That's what he more listens to. But his fans, he, he was saying, like, you need to combine what the fans would want plus what I listen to, which I thought was really interesting because I feel like that's not necessary as an artist to think of what your fans want. You can also just think of what you want. I don't um, know, though, because I feel like it's kind of a, um, I don't know, I feel like Louis in a position where he kind of does have to think about that. I don't know, hmm. just especially for his first album, like, you don't want it to be a flop. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess in, in terms of Louis, but I'm saying like, he didn't have to do that. Like with Harry, also totally different position. I don't yeah. think Harry really cared about what the fans wanted. Yeah. Not not that that like not that that's something like he said. Yeah. But like no. I think his mentality was like, I want to do exactly what I want to do and I'm not gonna hear it from anyone else. And that's why he went to Jamaica and wanted to just focus on what he wanted to do. Louis, on the other hand, is approaching this like, okay, what do my fans want to hear? They're my inspiration, which I think is just like a different sort of um, like a different way to reach yourself in an album. Um, Louis also talked about Arctic Monkeys. He, and I know you love them, Kara. Yep. So, um, do you want to read this part? Sure. Um, my whole mission with this album is to not write these Hollywood-esque songs that talk about some unfathomable crazy love story. I'm so bored of that because I'm from up North. I grew up loving the likes of Arctic Monkeys and Oasis. The way they tell stories is such an effortless thing. It's real. It's honest. It's to the point, you know? Now, any of the Arctic Monkeys would be devastated to hear me talking like this, but there is a way of incorporating that conversational honesty into pop. Um, uh, and then he, then he continued, they don't work on any script or any maths or science. They just say what they feel. If it doesn't rhyme, it doesn't matter. If it sounds awkward, it doesn't matter. Um, so what do you think of this? I think this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of a, a bit confused when he was talking about Arctic Monkeys, like, not um, using, like, grand metaphors or whatever. Um, I guess they do, like, because I was talking to Caitlin and she was saying, like, they're more, like, um, I don't know, like, more, like, realistic metaphors, I guess. Uh, and, yeah, because, like, Arctic Monkeys do love a good metaphor. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not just, like, you know, uh, it's not straight-up conversation conversational but yeah there is a conversational honesty to it um and like obviously I think Alex Turner is 
one of my favorite lyricists of all time. Um, so the fact that Louis is getting inspiration from him is like, mm-hmm. honestly, the best thing that could happen to me. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm like stoked to see like any influence on that. And like, honestly, just like the if they're, he's going for the same vibe, I, I totally respect that too. Like just the what he said in conversational honesty into pop. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And yeah, I think that's so right. It doesn't have to be just alternative or just, you know, rock that can talk about real things. Um, popular music can do that too. And I think like pop is such like a huge, huge genre these days that like, it's going to be so interesting to see like how, what Louis song sounds like, because honestly, Pop can be anything these days. Like mm-hmm. it's, it has been a lot of dance music, but I don't think that's what Louis gonna do. And I'm kind of excited to like because I love Back to You so much. So like, if it's that kind of pop or a little bit different, I'm gonna be stoked because I haven't heard a good pop album in a while. Yeah, I I totally agree with what you said. Like pop music can be so many things. I think back like 10, 15 years ago, would would the music now, would we consider if it was on like in 2005, would we be like, oh, this is pop? Or we'd be like, oh, that's definitely not pop. That's like electronic or yeah. whatever. You know, like it it changes, it morphs with time. Um, so I want to see, because like pop just means popular, really. Mm. Um, I want to see like what Louis does with it. And I love that he like is... Like, if there's an awkward lyric, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't have to rhyme perfectly. It doesn't have to, like, fit. I, I really feel like he's getting at sort of, like, I think of, like, Katy Perry's music. Sorry, Katy Perry stands. Mm. <laughs> but, like, I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe, like, not so, like, pretty cut, trying too hard type of thing, you know? Like, just kind of... um I don't know what I'm trying to No, say. I absolutely understand because, like, I think we've also seen it in past One Direction albums when we're like... Yeah, exactly. This is, like, they kind of just use that word just so it could rhyme and we're like, this is right. kind of frustrating because, like, they could have gone a, an interesting route here, but they mm-hmm. decided to do a perfect classic rhyme and it, mm-hmm. it like, you know, it might sound good if you, like, didn't really listen to the lyrics, but, you know, I'd rather have a meaningful lyric than a perfect rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's exactly it. So I'm I'm just so excited about his lyrics. And and Louis even said like he wanted the fans to like appreciate the lyrics. He said, um, I think especially being lucky enough to have a big fan base, I want to say to them, look, lyrics actually matter. And I want to show you why, which is so cool, because who knew Louis was like this passionate about like, I mean, obviously, he's written a ton of the One Direction songs, but I never know he knew he was so like deeply passionate about like, lyrics and like the poetry of them rather than just like them as a part of the song you know isn't that so interesting because I was thinking because I feel like Louis didn't really love school that much yeah exactly exactly so I'm like Louis I feel like you should like go around talking about I don't know writing creative writing because I think like I kind of forget that's he's what that's what he's doing creative writing he's Mm -hmm. making art he's writing poetry that's turned into songs he's writing lyrics Mm -hmm. like that's creative writing and that's something that you do in school but the fact that he's like um and he didn't really love school and I don't know he you know whatever like he, he's made that very clear but the fact that he is doing what he loves now and like is put su- such an emphasis on like important honest lyrics and like mm-hmm. he has all this like actual like hands-on knowledge and it's just so exciting to see someone this is like why sometimes I get frustrated with the education system because we make people dislike things that they could actually like 
yeah. especially creative things, and it just, like, breaks my heart, because I'm just so glad Louis got to, like, see this, like, explore the side of him, because he might not have ever explored it if he just stayed in school and did what he was, like, supposed to, quote-unquote. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it It's because we get that image of him of not, like, not liking school. You forget that the school system sucks and like yeah. that doesn't mean you can't write that doesn't mean like you can't be not extremely talented yeah. or you're not an artist or whatever like i don't know it i i really love the way louis talks about this yes. and the fact that he wants to like like help like fans see the beauty of like writing i'm like thank you louis. yes like, louis come on the podcast we will look at your writing and see the beauty in it i would love to if we could get louis on the podcast please could you imagine i feel like he would Literally. be so such a good podcast guest he honestly. would he would be Ugh. so much fun God. okay let's start that campaign y'all okay sounds good um <laughs> Okay, moving on. He says, there's one song I'm really attached to called Just Like You, which is all about this view of celebrities that were impenetrable and almost not human. But fundamentally, we all have the same problems. Heartbreak feels the same. Loss feels the same. All these feelings are the same for all of us. Mine just look a little different to maybe Tom, who works in the chippy from nine to five. (laughs) Tom, who works in the gym. I love it. This is the specifics <laughs> um, I love. Uh, me too. Um, so again, Louis talking about how important emotions are to him and like into into his lyrics and into his music, which I think we see in Back to You and what we've seen in Louis' writing. Um, and I'm excited that he's like just name dropping these songs just like you. I, I feel like he's name dropped another one um, at some point. So I would love, I can't, like, we've always talked about wanting a song about sort of, like, celebrity culture and how that feels to be, like, the celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, on the inside of that. So, again, just, like, the honesty that's going to be in this album makes me so excited. And I kind of, like, hope he actually, like, maybe even talks, like, in that specificity, like, Tom who works in the chippy 9 to 5. Because yes. to be honestly, like, honestly, I feel like he does such a good job explaining in like interviews that like if he uses mm-hmm. that amount of specificity in his songs it's going to be so good and I hope that maybe yeah. either if he's there already or he'll like grow into that and being like oh yeah. if I talk about it I can write about it in that, that, that it, in that same so way true. that's a lyric that reminds me of like piano man where exactly what I was about, thinking about yeah yeah like talking about all the like individual lives of these people yes the fact that oh he gave him a God. name and a job, I just feel like that yeah. you've already created an entire story around here. And also, like, Ugh. you know, in the other interview when he was talking about the man who, like, works really hard to get mm-hmm. his family to Disneyland. That's another thing that you could talk about in a song like this. I yeah. just feel like, wow, these are all such good things that Louis, Louis really does think about people and their individual lives. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if that can come across in his music, like, he's going to do so well. Yeah, because those are the things in the interviews we've been, like, we've really hit on. Like, that struck me. Even though I don't know Tom from the Chippy, or, like, I don't, like, necessarily know the dad who, like, worked hard to go to Disneyland. Those types of things, I think, are what make it so relatable. Just, like, with Ed Sheeran's music, or, as we said, like, the piano, like, Piano Man. Like, those little individual snippets of lives, like, so interesting. And Mm. they don't necessarily have to be your life. They can yeah. be an entire world that you create, as Niall said about the couple on the train. Yep. Um, and I think that's what we were, we sort of almost were missing a bit from Harry's songs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because he was really focused on writing about himself, but like with Sign of the Times, you were like, you know, what if he's going to tell these stories about these different individuals 
and like make it super like specific because we'd heard sign of the times um the song by what's his name Uh, the original one from who (laughs) i'm forgetting the artist for what from the sign of the times song sign oh prince prince yes oh (laughs) <laughs> um, I kept thinking of Sinna from Hunger Games. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, the, uh, Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, Lenny oh my God, Kravitz. He's so beautiful. God. Yeah, he really is. Um, also a songwriter singer. Um, but no, the Prince song I think had that really special aspect of that as well. Sign of the Times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some, some in some ways that was missing. Mm-hmm. From Harry's album. Maybe that's not the album he wanted to create, but, like, something we could see in the future. But I hope that maybe Louis does something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Um, and also, Louis said the album's about 80% done. And, like, in an, a perfect world, it would be out, like, at the end of this year, but possibly early next year. Um, I just don't know how it would be done <laughs> at the end of this year. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe. Who knows? I mean, One Direction's albums would get speedily done. So, we will see. Um, in terms of Back to You, um, it features ba- uh, BB. We yes. finally <laughs> learn how to say that. Shout out to Lucia. Yes, <laughs> thanks, Lucia. Um, and Digital Animal Farms. Um, and he, when talking about why he decided to have a feature on this song, he was saying um, that it just felt like to tell the story he wanted to tell, that there should be a woman on the album, um, and they had tossed around a lot of different names. I wonder who they they were thinking of, too. I know. Like, did other people send back their versions? Yeah. And, like, he was like, nah, not what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but then BB's vocals really impressed him. And, like, the tone of her voice. He kept, like, talking about the tone of her voice, which is really awesome. Yeah, it really To is. be honest. Um, but he did say that the next single will probably be just him. Um, so nice. that will be interesting because we haven't had a, I mean, guess Just Hold On was just him, but it was collaborated with Steve Aoki. Um, but he also said he might want another collab on the album, one more, perhaps a musical collab. So I guess that's similar to like Steve Aoki mm. is like, I guess, kind of a musical collab. Um, do you like the collaborations so far? Do you like that he's been doing those? I do. And I think that like, honestly, I just kind of love, um, seeing Louis with interacting with like another human being like you know what mm. I mean like I just I've loved Steve Aoki and I've loved BB Rexa the fact that yeah. like he's brought them into our lives I feel like it's so fun um yeah. but I also like cannot wait to see like just Louis um mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I, I appreciate both honestly and I, I really freaking love back to you so I'm not gonna say like come here and say like oh yeah I wish it was just Louis because I freaking I yeah I really love BB's um like voice on it and I think it really does add such an interesting like a layer to the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think the collaborations Louis have done, he's picked people, like handpicked them so well, so well that they could have been like they could have been bad if it was with someone else, but he picked them so well um, that they both ended up being such incredible songs. So I hope for his if he does one more collaboration, he has that good eye to pick like the perfect person. Um, but I'm also excited to hear like what he does by himself. Um, so Back to You was written by Digital Farm Animals, Richard Boardman, Pablo Bowman, Louie, and Sarah Blanchard. Um, what was your reaction to this song? When did you first listen to it, Kara? When the heck did I first listen to it? I think I listened to it, 
at night when it came out, like the 11, like 11 mm-hmm. p.m. or something. Um, I think it came out a little bit sooner than I thought, which I was excited about. Um, yeah. And uh, I bought it right away because I was like, I know Louis is a millionaire, but I want that chart position <laughs> for him. Um, One Direction really is <laughs> the only artist that I buy music from, which is so ridiculous because they don't need my money. I need my money, but it's like, you know what I mean? I need to support them. Um, yeah. So maybe one day my sons will support me, you know, in the <laughs> retirement home. Um, God. But anyway, um, and I really liked it upon first listen. I was like, oh my God, like this jam. And like, to be honest, I expected like it, the music because we were getting so much uh, like from the teaser trailer and all of the little like clips on Instagram and stuff. I was expecting like the beat to not just be like that the entire time, but it ended up mm-hmm. being like that. But I was like, I already love this beat, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter to me. And also, because they did such inter- interesting things sometimes with the lyrics, like the um, syncopation of it, it mm-hmm. like didn't just feel like it was a boring song because they had all these like different, um, like, you know, wordplay, I guess. Um, and I really liked it. I thought it was really freaking fun, and I liked it right off the bat. Um, and I've listened to it a few times, and it's been stuck in my head, and I've just been playing it multiple times, which is more than I can say about. Uh, never mind. I don't want to. I don't want to try <laughs> Liam, but I mean, like, I feel like I have to be in the right tone to listen to um, Liam's music. Yeah. I feel like if I'm at like with hanging with my friends, about to go out or something, I'll put on Liam's song because, to be honest, mm-hmm. I like that and it's a bop, like they're bops. But like with Louis' song, I can just put it on any time of day and just be yeah. like, yes, this is what I want to listen to. Yeah, I totally agree. I loved it on first listen and, like, listened to it on repeat and have continually listened to it on repeat. It's just, like, when I get in the shower, I'll listen to it and only listen to that song. Like, I don't care about putting on, like, a a playlist. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this one, like, six times in a row. That's okay. So I just have loved it so much. And I just think it's it's so catchy too. Like yes. when I'm not listening to it, I'm singing it out loud to myself. Oh, yeah. Like, and I love the. We'll talk about the accents, but the accents come through. They're and so, so like cute. when I sing it, I like put on that like the different accents. <laughs> uh, just so good. Also, speaking of Liam, strip that down is number two on iTunes right now. Nice. Like it goes des- despacito, strip that down, <gasps> slow hands. So yes, my boys. Except that is for really Jelly cool. B, but despacito is a bop, and I cannot deny that. <laughs> um, but I, I, I also think it's cool that like we thought strip that down wasn't going to do that well, like, and now it's climbed up so oh, much. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I thought more. it was get low for some reason. But wow, I'm no, surprised that's not get low. That down. Okay. Like, these are slow climbing songs, just like. Just like Niles was sort of slow climbing, and now it's been in the top ten forever. Or like this town as well has slow climb, but now it seems like people are getting on board with these songs. That's cool. So, it might happen with Louis' song then. Yeah, and I to hope be honest, God it does. Yeah, for sure, he definitely deserves it. And like I like when me and Caitlin were like walking around Boston, like coming home from Dunkirk, freaking just hold on was playing in someone's car. That and was so cool. It was so cool, and also like I've heard it multiple times with people playing it in the car, and I think it honestly comes on the radio. I don't know what station it comes on, mm-hmm. but I still love that it's still doing well. So I think that um, I think Back to You has the potential to like slowly climb up the charts and just like kind of stay there, which I yeah. feel like is good to like kind of like work your way up. Because I think mm-hmm. it's something maybe One Direction, the members of One Direction aren't used to, but I think that mm-hmm. they'll come to appreciate that. And I think that also it's harder to, like, cl- like 
debut on number one on the charts these yeah. days. I think it's super, super hard. So I think that, yeah. like... Yeah, only, only people who are so big are going to debut Yeah, and number even, one. Even that is not completely, uh, whatever, it's not completely yeah. guaranteed these days. But, yeah, I think that, like, if they continue to do promo and do well, I think that, mm-hmm. honestly, they can maintain high charts positions yeah. for a while. I think, I think Harry's, I was thinking of, um, what's it called? Sign of the Times is quite, not like super low. It's still in the top 100, I think. But, um, it's like not up, up in the charts. And you could see why it doesn't fit in necessarily with the music that's on like radio these days. But I think Two Ghosts will stay up. Yeah, I think so too. I think it will do really well radio wise. And again, Two Ghosts doesn't sound so much like what you hear on radio. Like, it almost seems like something you hear on radio, like, five six years ago more often yeah um, or like a or like the early 2000s or like yeah sort of like alternative stations to be honest yeah i'm thinking of something like home or like um we are young like those types of things i think sound more similar to that um but like i think it's such a sort of it's one of those songs that a lot of people are gonna like that I think it will do really well. Like, it's just, like, an acoustic-y, like, feeling song, which yeah. a lot of people like. So I'm excited to see that go up in the charts and stay up in the charts, hopefully. Okay, so let's move on to the lyrical analysis for Back to You, um, featuring BB Rexa and Digital Animal Farm. Farms? Farm. Digital farm Digital animals. Farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> Digital I'm like, there's something wrong about what I'm saying. Um, so, title-wise, what are your thoughts on the title, Kara? Back to you. Um, I think that it's actually super interesting. This is, like, the one time that I'm like, okay, Caitlin. <laughs> um, because, like, back to you, when I first, like, when I think when we all first heard it, I think it, we thought it was, like, kind of, like, a positive thing. Like, yeah. we're finally coming back to, like, the person that I've wanted to be with for a while. And, like, we've had gone our separate ways but finally we're coming back and like it's this positive thing where it's like maybe the time wasn't right at first but now we're finally together but the fact that it's like a really negative thing um Mm -hmm. and like the fact that they like keep on uh keep on getting pulled back into this unhealthy relationship and just it's kind of like a cyclical thing I think um it's it's interesting because um now like there's such a double meaning to it and like you would I, I mean at least I thought it was positive at first so. Yeah, I totally thought it was positive, too. And, like, just given the context of Louis's life, we were like, oh, we totally know what this means. But then you hear the song and you're like, wait a second, this totally tricked us. Like, yeah. this is not what we thought at all. Back to you isn't necessarily positive. It's kind of a negative. Like, oh, my God, back to you, back to you, back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's super cool. Um, the song starts out with that, that, the, the, what's it called? The music that you were saying is quite, like, repetitive. The doo, 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 doo. And then you got the snaps in there. Um, very catchy. So catchy. Goddamn. (laughs) Now I want to sing the whole song. I know. And those were the, that was the music in the background of all, like, the teaser clips we got from Louis. Um, so like it was already ingrained in us and then the music starts like that. And I'm just like, I know this music. <laughs> I feel like it does such a good job of like building the anticipation. Cause yeah. it's not, it's like very understated, you know, it's yes. like, and I feel like some of this song is a bit understated. It almost reminds me of bad liar by Selena Gomez. How like there's kind of an understated quality to like the beginning of it where 
Um, I was listening to, what is it called? The podcast that I've mentioned before. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Switched on Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Switched on Pop did a, a, like, musical, lyrical dissection of Bad Liar. And they were talking about how a lot of the pop songs today are all about sort of full throttle, like, big powerhouse songs. Mm -hmm. And this one's much more, like, pulled back. Yeah. Um, And I think the music behind Back to You, I think there is some full throttle-ness of it, especially in the chorus. Um, But the the verses are much more pulled back, which I like. And I think it fits this sort of like bopping along. Boop, 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 boop. Like, I, I don't know. I think that it like makes you anticipate what comes next really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so BB is the first person to start singing. Um, and the first verse is, I know you say, you know me, know me well, but these days I don't even know my." know myself no I always thought I'd be with someone else I thought I would own the way I felt (laughs) yeah BB's voice honestly it sounds so cool I know I love the tone of her voice she also has an interesting accent even though she's American she kind of sounds British at some point yeah I didn't know she was American like I literally did not know yeah um I just like she puts the like I don't know. She doesn't finish, like, some of the words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so, I guess the the sound in the background is still the same here. And I actually really like that. Like, I like that it continues. It's continuous throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, new sounds are added. Um, and looking at this this thing lyrically, I think we start off... I feel like I'm going to just be a broken record saying the same thing about emotions. But, like, I feel like this song like really just proves how well Louis talks about emotions and writes about emotions in like such sort of a blatant way, mm-hmm. like really like casual, but like it makes so much sense to me. Um, and I think this whole song is about emotion because it's about like the pull and push. Like that's kind of what the focus of the song is. Um, and I just thought these were so like relatable Um what what do I have? I, I first of all, like the one I love the um these days I don't even know myself. I think yeah. that's such a cool line. And I think whatever the context of this song is, it doesn't have to be the context of your life as you like sort of absorb the song. Like you not might not be not knowing yourself in terms of a relationship, but just generally, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't know who I am today, or like yep. I don't know what I'm feeling, like whether that's in terms of what you want to do as in your career or like what you want to do in terms of friendship or relationships, whatever the context is, I think we can all understand the feeling of like, I don't even know myself. And that's not said in some glossy way, as Louis said, like, it's just like, it's out there. It's like, I don't know myself today. Like, I, I don't know. I really, really love that line. And then to follow it up with like, I thought I would own the way I felt. Wow, I think that's yeah. Probably my favorite lyric of this song. Um, I just think that's so interesting. I haven't heard it said that way before, or even like sort of how do you convey this emotion of like owning like the way you feel. To me, that means like you kind of don't understand it. You don't necessarily want to be proud of it. You're not sure. And, and, what, and proud of whatever that means, like who you love, you're not able to like own your actions or like own how you're 
like feeling about things. You don't know why you're feeling certain things or like you're not able to be confident. I feel like sort of we have this portrayal in society that you're supposed to be able to like understand your feelings and understand why you do things or like be confident in all the decisions you make and like go forward like headstrong when a lot of the times life is just like this kind of messy bumble around and you're like I don't really know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I'm feeling um and I love that I thought I would own the way I felt but like you don't really necessarily own the way you feel you're kind of just confused and lost in a mess and I feel like that's so relatable whatever the context do you, what do you think about this whole thing? Okay. okay, well, first of all, I didn't even, I think that I never really processed what I thought I would own the way I felt was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I actually understood, like, what it was saying, and I really, because I was, like, I think more enthralled by, like, BB's voice slash kind of the mm-hmm. tone, like, the, um, like, melody, um, but I, I think it's, like, really cool, and also I love the pairing of um, like on the second line, it says no, and then the last line, last line says yeah, because I feel like we've seen some, mm. like in this, um, in this song, we see uh, a few times where like there's like such opposites, like contrasting, like pr- yeah. like um, in like either the same line or like close lines, um, and I think it like r- works really well to just sort of um, show the kind of like headbutting nature of this relationship and kind of just like how it's all over the place and how there's not like. Um, one linear feeling that mm. they're feeling. Yeah, that makes sense. it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The The lyrics match the feeling of the song. Yeah. Like, match the story. It's all very well put together. Um, do you have anything else about this verse? Um, I mean, I think that it's, like, a really strong way to open to kind of be, like... Um, also, also the fact that they say, I know, you say you know me. So, like, using mm. the I know in, like, different ways. And then also using the no as an N-O. I just feel like that's always, like, a good thing to use, like, two different, a word two different ways. Um, but I think it's a strong way to kind of talk about um, how, uh, like, it really sets the tone of the song that it's, like, you don't know me. Like, you know mm. nothing about me. Um, and kind of, like, sets the negative tone for the rest of the song. Um um, and I think it's a really, like, sort of, like, empowering thing to be, like, I know you don't know me because I don't know myself. Um, yeah. Just because, like, if you don't know anything, at least you have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you pointed out the repetition of no, too. It uses yeah. no so many times in this first one. And I, I knew that sort of on a, like, listening base, but I yeah. didn't, like, put it together in a, oh, my gosh, now I have it in the yeah. forefront of my mind. Like, that's a, like, tool they use, the repetition there. Yeah. That is really cool. It does put, like, a very... I think that helps make it catchy. Like, know, yep. know me, know me well. Like, the... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, uh, just so cool. It is really good. Um, uh, what a strong way to start off this song. For sure. Uh, moving on to the next bit. This is the pre-chorus. Um, I call you, but you never even answer. I tell myself I'm done with wicked games. But then I get so numb with all the laughter that I forget about the pain. Um, I first want to point out the the rhyming in this. Answer and laughter, games and pain. I feel like this is what Louis was talking about when he said it doesn't have to be perfectly rhyming or perfectly fit. You know, if it sounds a little awkward or it doesn't rhyme, like, that's okay. And this is such a good example because these are not perfect rhymes. None of them are. Um, 
but they are like slant rhymes. They rhyme enough. They like sound good together, but they're meaningful. Each of the words, you know, each, it seems like they picked them for the meaning of the words rather than like, Oh, this just like will fit because it fits into the rhyming scheme, Mm -hmm. which nothing feels forced. It feels like they were still thinking about word choice, which I really liked. Um, also the, um, I guess, do you have anything on that before I get into more of the lyrics? Um, no. Um, so the, the, the line, I call you, but you never even answer, reminded me a lot of, like, um, from the dining table mm. and the whole, even my phone misses your call yeah. from the dining table is obviously Harry's song. Um, uh, I thought that was interesting and also just sort of looking at how technology makes its way into songs these days i think like 20 years ago um it wouldn't be there in the same way or when you listen to a song you wouldn't be picturing the same thing and i think so much of like the listening to a song experience is like the mental images that you have um and like obviously we've had phones for a while but cell phones are very different Mm -hmm. and so you just have a whole different picture in your head of what the situation is um like you wouldn't when I hear this I never really thought of him like calling out like (laughs) to someone with his mouth you know call meant phone immediately um so and and to me it meant cell phone not like landline yeah so I I I thought that was interesting that both Harry and Louis have like phone as a sort of image of communication problems in their songs um I love the word wicked. <laughs> I yeah. know that's a very British word, but that word choice is so cool. Or like Boston. Oh yeah, Boston too. Um, I I liked that. Wicked Games just makes such a... It's like, I don't know, it's so different from what you've heard. You might hear like mind games or like um, just like games, but putting wicked games. I don't know, I love that pairing. Um, and then... Again, going back to the emotional thing, but then I get so numb with all the laughter. I think to me, this means like, I think we all have relationships where there's good things about it and bad things about it. And it's not necessarily like, it's not necessarily just bad all the way or good all the way. It's kind of gray. And I think that's how relationships are in general. Yeah. You know, even you think, of the people you're closest to or like you know we have fights with family members where like you're gonna be really annoyed at someone but then there's also the good stuff and you can kind of forget about the bad stuff because the good stuff overrides the bad stuff I guess um I thought numb was an interesting word choice there numb with all the laughter um I think that's really strong yeah go ahead talk about it I mean I think that like numb is like I, like, physically numb, like, to be physically numb is, um, I feel like kind of a negative thing because Mm. most people, I mean, you know, unless you're, like, trying to get away from, like, what you feel, but I think that, like, most people like to feel their feelings, Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of just, like, a, like, privilege to, like, exist on this earth and, like, have the feelings you have, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, um, I think that's, like, a really powerful word because it, it's just, like, going to show that, like, this relationship isn't healthy because if you have to be numb in order to enjoy it, like, is it actually good? No. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's like a, it's like a fake, it's like a fake happy because, Mm -hmm. um, there's still an underlying pain 
um, that you just aren't feeling right now, but you probably will later because once that laughter goes away, you will absolutely feel it because numbness can't last forever. Um, and also, I think that this is interesting because, like, the first line, I call you, but you never even answer, um, I think that, like, the first verse, like, makes it feel like the it's um, a one-way street, like, the other person is trying to, like, um, reconnect with them, like, I know you know me, or you, I know you think you know me, mm-hmm. but you don't, and it seems like the kind of thing where it's, like, it, you're trying to get back with me, but I don't want to. But now it's like, I'm trying to call you now. Mm-hmm. My, my voice just cracked. I'm trying to call you. So it's like kind of like an, this entanglement of like unhealthy behaviors, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems very two-sided. For like sure. they're both bad for each I other. I like it, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's not like one person's like being like not getting to them the other. Yeah. It's just like they shouldn't be together because they're unhealthy for each other. For sure. Um, and also, going back to that line that y- you never even answer, the word even stuck mm-hmm. in there makes it a more conversational tone, I feel like. Yeah. Like, like, almost like you're talking to the person. And, like, while you might say, oh, that helps the beat, the number of, like, syllables you needed, I feel like it also additionally, like, helps set the tone and, like, helps set the conversational aspect of it. Or, like, you never even answer. Like, even has is an important word in that sentence. It makes it so desperate, you know what I mean? Mm. And, like, it makes it sound bitter. Like, it's you never even answer. It's not like you yeah. never answer. It's just, like, it, it, yeah, it really does add, like, it steps up the level. And we, we see the even, again, inserted in, a, like, a way that you kind of, like, wouldn't exactly expect. And it kind mm-hmm. of, like, jars you a little bit. But I think it works because it makes it, like, it gives you another layer of, like, desperation and, like, mm-hmm. sort of just, like, anger. Yeah. I totally agree. It's, like, this has happened a lot. And, like, you're saying, like, even. Yes. Like, this is not the first time. It's not like, oh, you just didn't answer. It's like you never even answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like this. Again, I think just I feel like there's not a weak point of this song. I feel like everything is so thought out and, like, every line is so strong. Um, Moving on, unless you had something else. No, ma'am. So to the chorus. It goes, whoa, <laughs> you stress me out, you kill me, you drag me down, you F me up. We're on the ground, we're screaming, I don't know how to make it stop. I love it, I hate it, and I can't take it, but I just keep on coming back to you. Okay, mm. what do you think of the first two lines, the four like little phrases, first of all? Um, I mean, I think that, uh, they're very powerful. Yeah. Um, like, you kill me? (laughs) I'm just like, I think that's an understatement to say they're pretty powerful. Like, that's literally the probably, you know, um, I mean, it like escalates pretty quickly. It's like, yeah, you stress me out, but you also murder me (laughs) and kill me. Um, and then we, again, and then the next one, you drag me down, which I was telling Caitlin, I love that both Wonder, uh, both Niall and Louie have unknowingly or knowingly put One Direction, um, uh, what's it called, uh, references Lyrics. in their songs. What was in, um, what was Louie? Take, take Me Home. Yeah, Take Me Home in Slow Hands and yeah. you Drag Me Down with Louie. And I'm like, I want to like go back and see if Harry has anything or like mm-hmm. Liam. Um, but I'm loving this trend and I feel like if anyone's going to do it, it would be Louie and Niall. 
Um, I hope to God they do it and like have like a little like a like, little bit smirk on their face. Yeah, you know what I mean? or exactly. even if they didn't mean to, the fact that it's subconscious mm-hmm. and like it's like in their heart and like drag me down. Like you mm-hmm. have to know and take me. Oh, yeah. These are like pretty, you know. Um, but again, we see the contrast between down and f me up. Like, again, the contrasting images, like, those are pretty obvious opposites. The kind of just, like, all over the cell, all over the place, being pulled in all different directions. Um, yeah, I think that it's, like, really, I think it's good that they just kind of, like, made a list because it kind of mm. feels overwhelming also. Like, they just, like, throw four things at you, and it's, like, a lot of emotions everywhere. Um, and I think that's, like, what they're trying to portray in the song, so. And this is, these lines, too, are such great screaming lines. Like Yes. I just, they're just so, like, bam, and, like, blatantly there, and, like, they're punchy, ugh, you know? That they word. are punchy. Yeah. God, that word has given so it. much, it's so <laughs> good. much to this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Harold. Um, yeah, I, I love these. I think they're so just, like, powerful, and, like, they are phrases you've heard, but it doesn't matter, because they're, like, put together in an interesting way, like, and they're supposed to be kind of like this is how I'm feeling like you kill me <laughs> you stress me out yep. like this is what I'm feeling I'm not trying to make it pretty this is just I'm just saying it how it is but like putting the four together makes you really feel like you're being dragged all over the place and that's what makes it more interesting you know and I think the use of the f word is really well done um, me I think that, too. I think that sometimes, um, you know, swearing can be a little bit like, okay, we get it. Like, mm-hmm. y'all know how to curse. Like, we understand. But I think that, like, this just, like, works well emotionally. And also, mm-hmm. it's just fun to sing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it it works, is fun to it sing. It works well. And it's, you know, if you use the F word well, you do it well. And it sounds great. And I think mm-hmm. it really can add something because, like, just, like, the way we react to it and societally we are whatever – like un- we understand that that's like a stronger word you know what mm-hmm. I mean and it conveys stronger emotion um and I think you know he, he did it well and I feel like Louis I feel like the Brits know how to curse well and I think that oh, Louis yes Louis in particular knows how to use a curse when he he needs to he does and his accent and the way he says it yes I I say God it bless. the way he I'm like fo like he says it so interestingly yeah. I love it um, yeah, I think it's really awesome. It does make me question how this will end up on radio, though. Like, what they'll change it to. Like, I you guess they just me up, maybe. Yeah, a oh, screw would be a good one. Because mm-hmm. I like it better when they actually put a new word me in Me too. There I think that most, like, of t- most of the time they do that. Yeah. Um, it sounds better than, like, the blank. So I was watching Liam on Good Morning America, and there were so many parts where it was, like, him not even singing at all. Because, yeah, we, we watched it together. and Yeah. Um, it was really weird because we're like, is there the audio coming cutting out? But it's like the part that I, we think it's the part where it was saying like, we he likes the way what was it like I like the she, way you touch yourself the, or something. Yeah. So it's like yeah, and it like they cut out so much of it. It clearly wasn't mm-hmm. just that line. So it was weird. <laughs> wasn't yeah. a fan. Yeah, and you would think touch yourself would be like the like the non dirty version of that. It could have been more Word. dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope. I want to... Where's the clean version to this song? I wonder if there's one. I Mm. didn't check for it. Um, But yeah, I love these first ones. And then it gets even stronger. We're on the ground. We're screaming. Okay, on the ground is becoming a theme, too. Because Harry's meet me in the hallway. I'll be on the floor. Oh. And then also crawling across the floor. The whole Mm. Knuckles one in in Only Angel. 
Um, just like the floor, I feel has such like a visceral thing. I don't know if it's cause like you're connecting your whole body with something or like, it's like you have nothing there to support you except the ground or it's almost like feels desperate. Like yeah. you're just like on the floor. You can no like longer. Crying fetal position. Exactly. Like you've given up sort of like the societal standards of how you're supposed to act yes. as a human and you've given over to your emotions and you're like, I don't care if I'm not supposed to lie on the floor. I'm going to freaking lie on the floor. It's almost like feral, like to be honest. Yes. Like you, you're literally just like, you're feeling you're so overwrought with emotions. Yeah. And also like when you're on the ground, you have nowhere else to go because you're already exactly. like the bottom of the barrel, like literally. Um, also I think that like ground is almost a more powerful word, word than floor because floor mm. connotates like rooms and exactly. ground connotates like earth and sort of just being like, lo- like almost like lost. Cause like, at least mm-hmm. with a floor, like you have something <laughs> around you, but the ground, you could be <laughs> in the so dirt. Floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you and, could and, be like Bella in new moon when you <laughs> just leaves her in the forest. <laughs> Screaming. Yeah. Uh, and and I love too that it's weir on the ground. It almost True. is like this. I think for a lot of it, they're like blaming each other because you have BB singing and then you have Louis singing and then they come back together and sing together. But it's almost this like little moment of enlightenment where like they both realize that they're both screwing mm. each other up rather than it just being sort of this one sided emotional thing. Um, so I love that it's like we're both yes. on the ground, like we're both screwing up, we're both hurting each other. Um, and it sucks for both of us. I really like that. Mm. Um, and then I don't know how to make it stop. It, all of these are very like adding to that sort of confusion of it. I love it. I hate it. I can't take it. I don't. I don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like the person's very lost. Yeah, like they have literally no clue what they're feeling <laughs> right now, and like that's very relatable. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you, it's so bizarre that sometimes you just don't know what you're feeling because it's like that's like literally your own mind and mm-hmm. we just like sometimes don't have the language to explain exactly mm-hmm. how you're feeling um and that's when you lie on the floor <laughs> exactly i honestly i love the floor i honestly I, love a good floor lie. I, do, I really do love a good floor lie uh, man <laughs> like i love to sit on the ground like if people like if you know if there's not an extra chair i will sit on the ground i have mm-hmm. no hesitancy try it sometime it's really nice especially in the summer when it's nice and cool on the floor just chill you might find a dog there that you didn't know was there <laughs> Both of my dogs are currently on the floor, so... Yeah, exactly. You might see one under the table might and you're just like, hey, things. buddies. Yeah. Um, and then we have the line, but I keep on coming back to you, which is obviously the title of the song. Um, and it, it, I guess, wraps up that whole feeling of the cyclical thing of being lost, but like keep coming back to this person. Like you're getting stuck in their orbit, an unhealthy yeah. Ooh, orbit. I love that. Yeah. So like... I like that. I like that this ends on it. I think it ends strongly, the chorus, before it goes into the next verse. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, now we're going back to it all over again. We're going back to it all over again. Um, yeah. Anything else about this part, Crofts? Um, I think that just, like, the the but I keep coming back to you, like, makes mm-hmm. it stronger. Because it's like, yeah, I know that I shouldn't, but I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. The word choice in this whole song is, seems so purposeful. Exactly. I feel like that's, like, why... I feel like Louis does such a good job of, like choosing such simple words but doing mm-hmm. it in a like such a powerful way and I feel like honestly I feel like he could te- teach some sort of course on that because I think he should conciseness and like simplistic word choice is very underrated in mm-hmm. society and people think that you have to like, use these huge flowery words to make yourself mm-hmm. seem more like interesting and creative but like if you know how to do concise like writing 
it's great. And honestly, mm-hmm. it make it makes your emotions and your writing more accessible to more people. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's and it puts power good. before behind the words you do choose to yeah, use or like exactly. the imagery or metaphors that you do choose to use. Like they become a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to the next bit, it's Louis's um, verse. He says, "I know my friends; they give me bad advice." Like, move on, get you out my mind. But don't think, but don't you think I haven't even tried? You got me cornered and my hands are tied. <laughs> I love this part where he's kind of like dissing his friends or like, I know, <laughs> like the friends really don't understand. They're just like, ah, just get over it. It's like, oh, yeah. gee, thanks. Wow. I never even thought about just getting like, over thank it. Thank God you're there to tell me to yeah. get over her. Like that, I never thought of that. <laughs> good, good advice. Incredible. And it's like when people tell you to drink water to get over depression or something. <laughs> Do some yoga. Like, oh, thank perfect. you. Um, and I think the way he uses his language here emphasizes that sort of like conversational tone with his friends, like, like, move on. Yes. Um, and I, I was also wondering why he decided to be, say, like, move on, get you out my mind, rather than like, move on, get her out your out of your mind, as if the friend was saying it. Um, oh, I, I don't know. But I, I like I liked both. But I, I think it's almost it too because like he's talking to her. And it's almost like, you don't think I've even tried. I feel like it's sort of like, I'm frustrated in the fact that I'm literally turning to you, the person that I'm supposed to be getting over, like, because you're the only person that actually understands this situation, which is so frustrating because there's so many times where it's like, if you're in a fight with a significant other or a kind of like, you know, friend or whatever, like usually the only person that understands a situation fully Mm -hmm. is literally the other person that you're in a fight with and you can't talk to them about it because that literally makes no sense. But, like, I feel yeah. like this is the kind of thing that's, like, he's trying to get across right now is, like, you are the only person that understands, like, how frustrating the situation is. Mm-hmm. So are they starting to see? Because this is right before they sing together. So it's almost like they're starting to see, especially going back to that one line in the previous one, that they're both sucking. <laughs> yeah. They're both they're... just kind of, like, this sucks, but, like, yeah. we're going to continue to do this because, like, we don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, they can't have a healthy relationship, so, like, might as well just fall into unhealthy habits because that's easier. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and, yeah, the don't you think, the you think, too, has that, like, talking to someone yeah. sort of emphasis. Um, which I feel like I want to compare this to Harry's because he definitely doesn't have as casual language as this. Mm. Um, like, I'm thinking, like, ever since New York. And it, I think it, like, it's it's just a totally different tone. I think, like, the closest that it gets to this is from the dining table because it's, like, talking to the actual person. Yeah. But a lot... Yeah, I totally agree. That one... Because, like, even two ghosts where you're talking about the person, it's not necessarily, like, you're talking to them. It's, like, you might be using you, but, like, it doesn't actually mean you're, like, in a conversation with them. And the tone is just more... It's less casual. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you got me cornered. And my hands are tied. So obviously when someone's in a corner, you get this sort of picture that they've got nowhere to go. There's it, it, And it also part of like a maze feel, which is the whole song. Mm. Like if you've got yourself backed into in a corner in a maze, you're lost, but you also have nowhere to go. Um, and also the fact that his hands are tied. And that can both mean that like your hands are tied behind your back and you're sort of stuck in this corner, but also like your hands are tied, like the decision is already made. You can't really do anything about it. You're going to just go back to this person. And that's kind of like, oh, well, my hands are tied. The, my mind's made up type of thing. 
You know what really strikes me about that line is the fact that it's so completely contrasts with the line in Strong where it says hands tied up like two I ships. I wrote that too! Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Literally, like, my hands, your hands tied up like two ships. Yes. The contrast is what I wrote. <laughs> it's so cra- I love that. I just feel like this this song is all about contrast and the fact mm-hmm. that he's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm unknowingly or knowingly referencing something he wrote before about a positive, such a positive relationship. Like, mm-hmm. the, probably the most positive you could, like, write mm-hmm. about. And then this like being the most negative because you have no autonomy yeah. and um you you can't make any decisions like you're literally trapped yeah. um even though you've tried to get out um but then in strong it's like tied up as in like they're sort of soul they're soulmates and yeah. um like two ships like crossing like this like you know treacherous ocean together i think that's one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful you know, things that, like, mm-hmm. a, a way of describing a relationship or anything. Um, but then, I so good, Louis. God. Literally. I, I'm so glad we're on the same page with yes. this. <laughs> when our minds think the same. I did I, Did you guys notice that, too? Because yeah, I wonder. I bet, I bet a lot of other people did. Because, yeah. I mean, that's just, like, an iconic line. The rope imagery. I and wonder, his tattoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it all makes sense. It, it really does. I wonder if there'll be more imagery that we've seen come up in One oh, Direction songs God. in this. Like, will water imagery be a thing that's really strong in his album or Niall's album, which was, like, a big thing in One Direction's boats, water, sort of nautical themes? Um, I don't know how much it was in, in Harry's. I know. I was trying there to think about that. There wasn't a lot of water. Because we were expecting a lot of it because of the promo pictures and the mm. promo teaser trailer thing where he was all wet, um, yeah. but that we didn't really get it from the album at all. Yeah. Um, like the cover think. of the album, everything yeah. was water. Literally except, everything. Like the actual lyrics. I guess so. dripping, dripping hard candy is got the water imagery. That's true. Well, I'm sure we'll find it, but it's not overwhelmingly like ocean, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, oh, there's water imagery in Liam's song. Oh, yeah. That's, like, oh, very overwhelming. That's like, very, ocean-themed. very water, yeah. Yeah. Very watery. <laughs> very watery. Um, I love a good water imagery. I hope they yeah. just do it in different ways than they've done it before. Yeah, agreed. Like, this one flipping the tied tied hands up in a, in a totally new way. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay, anything else about this? Nope. All right, moving on to... The pre-chorus, it's similar, but one line's different. Mm -hmm. You got me so addicted to the drama, I tell myself I'm done with Wicked Games. But then I get so numb with all the laughter that I forget about the pain. Um, And this is the first time they sing together, and their voices sound so, so good together. Like, I think both of them have such unique tones, like, obviously she does. But he does, too. Like, his voice is very gritty, and especially on a song like this... um, I feel like it works so well because his voice already has emotion like built into it. Mm. And then the way he sings it too just adds to that. Plus his accent, like the word drama. Uh, I just, I really Yeah, I know. I was about to say the way he says <laughs> drama and like draws out the A. And I'm just like, yeah. think I like bless my heart every single time this, <laughs> like he sings the word drama and I listen yeah. to it. Yeah. So both of them combined really pull through. Um, and then you got me so addicted to the drama. It's it's that going back to that. I love it. I hate it. I think you have. I think in this the relationship, there's things that you love about it. There's things that you hate about it. And then there's things that you love that you hate. Like they, yeah. it's sort of like the combination too, where it's like they kind of suck, but it's like kind of drama and exciting. And it like 
you know, it's part of the reason why it's good because there's so much passion. It seems like it's very passionate and like, even though it might not be all good, but it like, I don't know, it's, they have to, the good and the bad have to sort of be together. Yeah. And also I feel like this could, for some reason, maybe it's just like my Louis glasses clouding my vision. So please let me know. But I feel like you got me so addicted to the drama I don't know. For some reason, it like it seems like it should be blaming the other person, but it also mm-hmm. like I think it, they realize that like they're in it too, and yeah. like they're addicted to it. Like they could get out anytime. Like they understand mm-hmm. it's unhealthy. Like you know what I mean. I don't think that it's like you, it's you. It's only you mm-hmm. doing this to me, and like I'm the victim here. It's like we're both pretty bad for each other. Um, but it's like the kind of thing where it's like, but we know it's bad. So like how bad could it be mm-hmm. really? Because we understand how bad it is. You know what I mean? Like those kind of yeah. situations. Yeah. I totally get it. Cause the way I read drama isn't like I'm done with your drama. It's like, we're creating this drama together. Exactly. It's like a yeah. mutual drama. Yeah. I guess I'm done with wicked games. It doesn't say I'm done with your wicked games exactly. too. It's like, it's like we created these games. We've created this mess of a maze. You need two that to play in. a game, you know? Exactly. It's, it's it doesn't feel like it's one it's not person. solitaire exactly um okay then we have louis singing the chorus um and it's the same words but it's louis voice and it's oh, wonderful so good uh, <laughs> I, I wrote because this those are the line where he says you drive me down you f me up i wrote mm-hmm. louis voice f's me up true girl <laughs> it just sounds like so rush like rough and strainy and like uh, just the whole thing is also doesn't the music kind of like go lower at this point because this is kind of the bridge almost right because it's like the same but I feel like the the um oh my god I was just like really alarmed I was like is Santa like what's <laughs> my <laughs> it's my dogs ringing the bell to go to the bathroom oh <laughs> I'll take them out after okay, okay. Like, you're, just, you're just gonna have to hold it for oh, a couple honey. minutes um yeah but like I feel I feel like it um the music like is of lower at this point and it just like Mm. really emphasizes his voice and it's just such a blessing every time yeah and it feels like he's like really screaming just the way he sings it too like how you would be like emoting these things yeah does it he's not just like yeah you stress me out you kill me he's like like he really gets into it where like he's feeling those emotions right there and then which I think is important yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, and then we go into the bridge, which is, and I guess you'll never know all the bullshit that you put me through. <laughs> I guess you'll never know. No. <laughs> Again, we have that repetition of the nose. I love In two it. different lo- nos, yeah. I freaking love this part. I don't know why, but I sing it like after every chorus, which feels like it should have it coming next, even though it doesn't. Like <laughs> At the end of the song, I feel like it needs to have this part again. Um, yeah. it's just like such a good sing along cause it's kind of like stretched out and elongated like yeah. every word it's kind of no O'Reilly sh- sh- it's like um shorter but he drags out those no's really long yeah so I don't I don't really know what I'm saying <laughs> but I like it a lot I like to sing along to it um not that I don't like to sing along to the rest of it but it feels more like sing along-y than the other bits yeah. Um, oh, this might be the part that I'm thinking that it goes lower. Yeah, I think that that is it because it also has like sort of um, a uh, effect on it where it sounds like he's. Yeah. I forget what it's. I don't know how to explain it, but like 
I said it sounded like he's speaking into like a loudspeaker or like a, yeah, it sounds like it has those... a filter on it, like, yeah, or something. like um a fan, like you know, and you kind of speak yeah. into a fan, like low key. <laughs> it sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh no, this camera stopped. That's okay. The camera stopped film or recording, but my recording's still recording. Okay, good. Um, oh, it's not going to record anymore. I guess I used up all the space on the iPad. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's cool. Do you think the do you like the production of that? Because I know sometimes when they manipulated one D's voices, we'd be like, eh, don't know about that. I like it because like I the fact that I almost forgot about it like makes it like it emphasizes that it's pretty subtle, and I think mm-hmm. that it, like it just like sort of um it just sort of like emphasizes that it's like a pretty important part of the song, but it almost feels a little bit distanced from the mm. song, but in kind of a cool way. Um, and also, I think that it's interesting that it's just Louis singing here, but it also feels like they could say the exact same thing to each other. Because mm-hmm. it, it's, again, not like Louis the victim here. It, they're both a victim of their own games that they're playing mm-hmm. with each other. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think the the, like, the sound effect also adds to the fact that, like, the person won't know. So it's not like they're speaking to them anymore. Yeah. It's like, this is something... It's in their mind. It's like a sidebar in their mind. Exactly. Because they've decided, like, even though we have all this stuff going on, I probably won't confess to you that what is, like, actually hurting me in, like, real ways. Even though we both kind of know it's about the drama, but, like, also, like, this is putting me through a lot, and it kind of sucks in a very real way. Mm -hmm. Um, And the person won't ever know because you don't really tell them. And it's almost like one of those things where it's, like, it's good while it's good, so you don't want to necessarily bring up the bad stuff when you're having a good time. Yeah. But, like, then you go home and you're like, ugh, I hate all this other stuff that, yeah. like, makes me kind of feel bad. But, like, then when, like, we're having a good time, I want it to be good, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, is it worth it? Um, but, yeah. And then he uses bullshit. So that's another swear that he uses, but I like it. Yeah, you know? I think, it, like, you kind of have to put it there, because, like, mm-hmm. what else would he say? All the stuff you put me all through. the stuff all, all the bad that. stuff yeah you know what i mean i feel like it works because again it's like mm-hmm. very conversational that's like what you would tell someone you wouldn't mm-hmm. just be like i hate all that stuff you put me through you know what i mean yeah. like you would be angry with this person you would yeah. curse sometimes yeah that's just how it'd be agreed um and yeah i guess we already talked about swearing about zane and yeah harry Kim- did harry swear at all uh i I don't know. For some reason, I feel like he did, but I can't think of it. I know Sign of the Times, he had the swear, but then took it away. Oh, maybe he didn't then. I, for so, some reason, I feel like Kiwi has it, but it, I think it might just be the intensity that makes me feel yeah. like he did. But he actually yeah. doesn't. I don't think so. I don't... Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. Huh. Zane did swear. Liam has... No. not. No? <laughs> and Niall has not. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to hmm. compare the swears on all of their albums <laughs> when they come out. Um, okay, next part is BB and Louie singing. Um, yeah, so you can cut me up and kiss me harder. You can be the pill to ease the pain. Because I know I'm addicted to your drama. Baby, here we go again. Oh, I we, love that part too. Oh, me too. Oh, it sounds like you're like, well, here we go again. It almost sounds the way he says it. It yeah. sounds like a circle. It sounds. It sounds like you're about to go on a carnival ride. You know what I yes. mean? Like one of those like spinny rides. Like that's exactly like how it sounds. Vocally. So much. I love that. And and it goes right into the chorus too, where it's like yeah. happening again. 
Yeah. Um, so that's cool to end off that way. How about how about the other the beginning lines? What do you think about those? Dude, I think that this might be my favorite line of the entire song. So you can cut me up and kiss me harder. I didn't realize what it was saying until I read it. Um, uh, but I just like love the syncopation of that line. The way mm-hmm. BB sings it is so fun and just like kind of like. Like she, it sounds like like she's stepping. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because she it. was like, "Kiss me harder." Yeah, like, and the it's like, like is really. Cool. It's so quick, and then it's drawn out, and I love the contrast again, mm-hmm. contrasting even vocally, not even just lyrically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have again the thought of um, sort of like using things to numb yourself. You can be the pill to ease the pain. Mm-hmm. Talking about the laughter was numbing. Um, mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, I mean, that's just, like, a strong imagery. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I love that. I don't know. But I feel like um, sort of, like, recognizing that it's not healthy behavior. And I don't mm-hmm. think that it's, like, it's not endorsing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's saying, like, this is not what you should be doing. But I'm yeah. doing it because this is, like, how I feel. But yeah. this is not, like, I don't recommend it because I'm not happy. <laughs> but um, so, like, you cause the pain, but you're also the pill that can ease the pain. Mm-hmm. Or at least numb the pain. Because, like, as we know, numb... I think also numb is different from ease. Because ease yeah. sounds like it is going... It's, like, more of a positive thing. Mm-hmm. But then we get into, like, addicted to your drama. Um, which I I just feel like, yeah, again, um, caught me up, kiss me harder. Another contrast. I love what you said about, like, it feels like stepping. Especially because, like, the... So you can cut me up and kiss me. Yeah. All very one syllable words all smushed together Mm -hmm. it almost feels like it's a chopped up thing like it's very just the way the words are very cutty it is very cutty and then you have harder which is drawn out and that's like like hard like they push the word harder also the longest word yeah yeah it, it like it fits very well they push it with their voice it's the longer word it's like emphasized and harder means like more forceful more impactful so yeah I, I love that, and what you said made me realize that. I also um, think that, like, um, this is, again, like, kind of relates back to like, what I was saying um, with Christopher Nolan using, um, you know, knowing his medium and using visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think that if you took this line and put it on just paper and just had it as a poem, it wouldn't have the same effect because it wouldn't we, we wouldn't get the choppy, cutty mm-hmm. feel of this and, like, the the very distinct um, con- contrast between the cuttiness of it and then the drawn out harder. So I feel like Louis knows what he's doing like vocally and using this medium to sto- like storytell that way. Um, mm-hmm. Not only with like, you know, he's using everything he has. He's using the music, the vocals and the lyrics all in one in this line. I think he does it so well. <laughs> Beautiful Louis. What I know. A talent. What a <sighs> talent, man. Just everything about this. So good. Um, okay, so anything else about this one? Nope. And then we go into the chorus, which ends it, and there's a lot of repetition of, oh, no, no, I just keep on coming back to you, and then goes back to you, which I love. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, I just keep coming back to you, back to you. Um, and the back to you's, the repetition of that really, um, like, emphasizes like the cyclical sort of nature of this back to you back to you back to you and also the echo of it almost feels like they're talking to each other like they're both sort of one person's kind of reflecting what the other person is saying and at this Mm -hmm. part they're they're both singing and their voices come together and like build together here um i think this is the only chorus where they're singing together because before it was just verses yeah which i think Um, works really well that they end together mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because they've sort of like realized they're both in this kind of mess together that yeah. they're creating around each other. <laughs> they're like, well, we kind of we're in a mess, but we also don't really care. But <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to do. I'm confused and lost. Yep. Um, uh, just so good. Do you have anything about the ending of this song else? I, I just think that like, yeah, it's really well done. The fact that they chose to, um, end on, I just keep coming, keep on coming back to you. Um, mm-hmm. and also like they don't use the butt in front of that. So it's like sort of mm. more finalized version of it. It's not. Oh, good yeah. catch. Good Thanks. Um, moving on to the musical analysis, which is always super short because we know nothing <laughs> about the musical side of it. Literally listening to Switched on Pop, they go into so much great detail. Oh, um, nice. And they don't really do the lyrics that much. Maybe like a couple lyrics like of the song. Um, but their musical analysis of things is amazing. Um, so like this, let's name the instruments. So like the production, I said, this was a little bit electronically, not quite as like intense as just hold on was more dancey. Um, but there was like the, the like do, 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 like those aren't like orchestral instruments. They are more like, um, synthesized sounds. Yeah. But I feel Um, like it was pulled back and understated, like you said. Yeah. And there's a piano, like, if you listen, there's oh. a piano throughout. I know. Stop listening to the lyrics and just okay. try to listen to the music, and you'll be like, oh my god, there's, like, a real strong piano okay, being played throughout I'm this. Inter- I'm intrigued now. Yeah, there's some drums, there's some electrical oh. beep things. <laughs> I love a good electrical beep. <laughs> Me too. Um, what type of influences did you hear on this? Or did it remind you of anything? I can't think of anything, but I, I honestly just like that Louis is doing his own thing in pop and not mm-hmm. following the trends. Me um, too. Just because that makes me happy because like I've said 12,000 times, I don't love the trend that pop is into right now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really happy. And honestly, I feel like all of One Direction have been doing their own thing. And I think they're just like, you know what? Like I literally left this like amazing band and like if I'm forced into doing something I don't like why would I do that you know what I mean like why would I leave a good situation and then like not make the most of like my next situation um so yeah I I I don't know nothing comes to mind right now but it it seems very modern um Mm. yeah I totally agree I was thinking like I could hear some One Direction type stuff like yeah because it seems the most pop and like one direction related from the rest of the boys and then but like mixed in with some more a little bit of like the techno-y kind of sound for sure yeah wendy had like synth but not like not in this same way they did it differently also this was just done so well i think like you know what i mean this was done well (laughs) exactly like we're like it can be done well i think that this is like a song that like demonstrates that like we don't have to hate all synth it's exactly. just it's just infinity. God, I still am bitter. I feel like it could have been so good. They, but they could have made such a good song. When will we ever stop being bitter? Who knows? <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah, I thought this was just done so well. I loved all of it. And as I said, bad liar. I heard similar type of. Yeah, I could feel too. that. Um, even like almost green light from. Mm. lord i feel like it because i think what it is is it's the understated verse and then the more powerful chorus i I think where sometimes verses are like not as pulled back i don't know so i don't know something about that when you like go into the green light i want it like the very powerfulness of, (laughs) of that um 
let's move on to talking about the music video, which also came out. Um, so first we got this like seven minute teaser of pretty much what it was, was Louis like flying home to Doncaster. Is that what you took from the seven minute teaser? Yeah. And it was like, I I don't know. I expected the music video to be at least as long, but I was so intrigued mm-hmm. to like find it only be as long as a song. Um, who knew we'd get a seven minute teaser? Honestly, not like, me. Freaking long teaser. I, I loved that. It was so long though, to be honest. I like that. I li- yeah, he did look really great. A lot of it was in slow motion too, which dragged it out. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I thought that was cool. Um, I was like, I think we need Harry to do this. Could you imagine if the, if the Harry like walking out all wet out? You remember that like thirty yeah. second clip we got was like actually seven minutes. God, <laughs> of Harry just literally walking to the door, but like in such yeah. slow motion that it took seven <laughs> minutes. We'd be like. <laughs> analyzing every single drip of sw- of water it would be beautiful um i think the other boys need to follow in these shoes <laughs> what louis done um so what did you think of the music video i really really like the music video i just feel like it's so true to louis and like people mm-hmm. just sent me this clip of the inter- like this interviewer i don't know where it was um i don't know what interviewer it was and he was making fun of louis for it it was so weird. Yeah. I'm so angry. Like, what like, kind of <laughs> professionalism? Like, are you kidding me? I didn't see, like, the whole interview. I only saw the clip I sent you and was, like, so pissed off. Yeah. Like, the, the interviewer goes, like, so you filmed in Doncaster. And Louis's like, yeah, it was in Doncaster, like, in my hometown. And he then was so, like, he was smiley. And then... He was so happy about it. And then the freaking interviewer goes, so where's the real music video? And, like, yeah. Louis's kind of confused. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then, like, you can see he's, like, hurt and upset over he, it. He, like, like, steals himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, what? Don't offend Doncaster. Doncaster's a great place. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't as if the guy was, like, being like, oh, I'm from somewhere else and you're Doncaster. Yeah. It wasn't like a, like, rah-rah, we're, like, enemies or whatever. Like, you know, like, a football thing or something. Yeah. They're like, this is my home. It wasn't like that. I think the guy was, like, Australian or something. Um, is it just, like, being, like, classist? Like, I just am confused. Like, I have no idea. Or just, like, I, he didn't like the music video and you needed to say that to Louis or something? Like, I don't uh, really get it. It's just, like, rude, and, like, you know Louis's never gonna go back there, so it's, like, good, you just messed up your chances of having, like, an international star. <laughs> like, good it, job, mate. It's so weird, too, because, like, I feel like that type of music video isn't that, like, weird. Like, yeah, besides the fact it was understand. in your hometown, like, there's plenty of music videos where people are just walking around outside. Yeah. Like, that's a, pr- it was, it wasn't like this was, like, a brand new like sort concept, of yeah. concept i was like it's this is a very normal music video why are you saying it's so like why are you treating us if it's like this like weird thing and also i feel like an understated music video makes sense for the song like he mm. doesn't he's not gonna have like 25 backup dancers yeah and like fireworks for this song <laughs> i think that like the fact that it's like also going like coming like coming back to you mm-hmm. back to you makes sense that he's going back to his hometown yeah. going back to his roots it just all makes sense, dude. Please, like, think for maybe one second before you say something. So rude. Really, honestly. And I love that because it is going back to Doncaster, it brings on a new meaning to the song. And I think we could read the entire song talking about the relationship one has with going back to their hometown, Ooh, yeah. which can be very 
like good and bad at the same time. I know like yes. at college, a lot of times when you're at college, you feel like you want to go home. But when you come home, you're like, oh, I want to be back at college. I know. Like there's a very um, like up and down relationship with going back to your hometown, whether if it's because the people there don't agree with you or like you love your family, but there's things about your family you don't like. Or if it's nostalgic and painful to go home, mm-hmm. but, or like leave where you are, all these things. I think you could totally read the entire song about a relationship with hometown. We should do a TDDL on that. To be that honest. would be like, really cool. Yeah. And I kind of wish we did that throughout our like song yeah. analysis, but I, I, that would have taken like a whole an extra hour. <laughs> um, but I think that especially for Louis someone who left his hometown I mean I guess we all kind of leave around 18 if we go off to university farther away Um, yeah but then he especially hasn't like come back that much yeah Um, so I think just that's an interesting relationship it doesn't have to be between two people it can be between like you know a town and a person um so in the music video, you see him walking around Doncaster. He plays football with some little kids. Then you see BB sort of sitting on a chair in an alleyway. <laughs> Louis contemplating life in a pool room. Um, they go to the local diner, and Louis' sister Lonnie with her boyfriend Tommy are there, and some I love Louis' friends. It oh, was it was really so nice. Sweet. I, I love seeing family in music videos because the only time we saw that with One Direction was with story, story of my life, life which yep. was incredible um so like i would love all the boys to put their family in <laughs> in music videos what if i could you imagine harry doing it or no please put Gemma in a, honestly make Gemma the star of a music video that would be so cool i know oh my God. wait which one were we saying oh we were saying for niall slow hands we could do like um a queer relationship between yeah. two girls um but like which one could Gemma be in have to be um, have Gemma be in slow hands and have date her. <laughs> I just would want her to be like this badass heroine or something. I like, know, oh my yeah, god, like on a video. on a like a motorcycle or something. Yeah, she would be awesome. Um, and then Anne can be there too. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, she could be the leader of the biker gang. Wow, beautiful. Um, so like I love that Louis had his family in it. Obviously, he's super close to his family, so that was nice. It's so um, sweet. Also, just the aesthetic of the entire music video. Again, we have that cool, sporty vibe going on. Um, I really loved that. And it obviously makes sense when they go to the Doncaster Rovers Stadium. Um, and they're standing there. I know that's always been somewhere really special to Louis. Mm-hmm. And, like, he grew up like, going there and watching games there. And then, like, to actually shoot a music video would just be, like, really weird. And, like, a whole psychological, like... Um, mind warp, I guess. Yeah, it's so cool. Just like it's really one of those moments where you're like, "Wow, like Look I made where it." I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I made it. <laughs> um, um, what else do I have here? Also, I thought it was cool, kind of when they're walking behind the houses. It feels very much like a maze. That's such a good um, point. Yeah, because they're kind of wandering and stumbling upon things, and they don't really know where. They, it doesn't look like they know where they're going. Um, and I think that fits the song really well. Again, when they're in the Doncaster Stadium, the lights are going on and off. Um, and it makes it, like, kind of confusing and maze-like. Um, also, I wanted that to be my job, to be the light <laughs> turner off or yes. an <laughs> I could totally do that. You wouldn't even have to pay me, Louie. Oh, my God, honestly. Um, and then one of my favorite parts was the back-to-back part where they're both yes. 
um, leaning up against each other. And I thought this like really represented the music video well, um, because as we said, it almost is like in the first two verses and choruses where they sing separately, it's like they don't really notice each other struggling or like they're only thinking about their own problems or like kind of their like what they're dealing with and that almost reminds me of when they're back to back it's like they're both leaning on each other so they're doing it to each other but all they can see is themselves and like what they're seeing rather than what the other person person is seeing yeah um but then at one point they fall away from the back to back and they sort of like have a laughter like section and it's almost like realizing that they're both in this together um or also the numb numb from laughter part I saw is mm. that as well. Um, so I liked that. And I really liked them all, like, not all of them, the two of them goofing off at different parts were, like, he, the fist bump part or, like, yeah, they sort so of cute. throw their arms around each other and are laughing. It just, like, looks like silly parts that still made it into the video, even though they weren't, like, official music video shots, you know? And also, Louis said that that was the first time they had met is, like, on the video, like, shoot. So mm-hmm. I think it was, like, really cute that they, like, were already, it like, they had a sense of fam- familiarity. Yeah. Like, um, and they actually were just, like, kind of, like, joking off, like, joking mm-hmm. around and goofing off. And, like, it just, like, sort of made me, like, I would have never guessed that that was the first time they had, ever, like, met, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because they just had sort of, like, such, like, such a, a banter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, and it also almost made me think that, like, they weren't playing characters who were in the relationship together. It was, like they were both in separate things. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like they were just friends supporting each other. Exactly, they, they were, were just, like, both kind of just, like, venting to each other. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Because, like, I that's how... It. Do you read the song when you hear, like, them singing as each of them singing about each other? Or are they, like, just separate people singing, you know, uh, about their own things? I think it's because, like, I know Louie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I can't put them in a relationship in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um one sec, I just have to let someone in my apartment. That's okay. Poor BB. Is it Amy? Um, yeah, but my time might be different than yours. <sighs> Oh, babies. Oh my god, shitting around is not... What's up? Um, we're still recording, and we're almost done. But also, um, uh, I just realized I shot before, so just, uh, be like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Um, god, they were mad because I wasn't letting them in the, in the room. Um, so, yeah. God, they're so annoying. Okay, I'll tell you after. Um, let me write down this time. Um... Oh my god, we're almost at two, uh, two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, wait, it was that. gonna be a long one. We always knew it. It's, yeah, it's a, no I feel like this is couldn't. really good, so we're good. It we're, is good. Okay. Um, okay, where were we? I guess we're just... Do you have anything else about the music video other than it was great? I just love their style. Um, I love yeah. their clothes they wore. And like we were talking about this, like how um, Louis was... 
Um, like, this is the kind of stuff that he said he wore back when he was, like, a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I love that now it's back in style. So I feel like yeah. now he's, like, truly comfortable at what he's wearing. Yeah. Um, and, like, now, honestly, I love that, like, athleisure is, like, in style because now mm -hmm. people can just be, like, freaking comfortable. You know what I mean? I know. Um, it's beautiful. And so I love seeing, like, it, again, it's sort of, like, the back to you sentiment. It's, like, he's going mm -hmm. back to his roots, his back to his, like, you know, tracky roots wow. and, like, whatever he calls them. Like, the, you know, the sports... Um, like windbreaker kind of thing. So we're gonna need a third TDDL all about back to you being <laughs> <Yeah>. fashion. Yes. <laughs> the love hate relationship we have with bell bottom jeans. <laughs> I love bell bottom jeans, but they are good. yeah. Um, yeah, I really love this, and I'm excited to see what else he does with music videos. Given that this one's so personal, you know. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting compared to you have Harry, who's was like so like. Opposite. Literally the most impersonal thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like weird, mystical, like flying thing, and then God, you have that's this, such like, a good, that's such a good like representation of them. Like visually, it really you is. Know what I mean? that's it's so exactly much what is. we were trying to emphasize. Yeah, and then freaking Niles slow hands one where it's just like him goofing off in like other clips. You know, we don't have the yeah. official one, but like that one also represents him, like the lyrical yeah, for one. Sure. Um, and then Liam's as well. <laughs> I feel True. like we've talked about, well, no, we talked about Liam quite a lot. Yeah. Today, to be honest. Um, so just sort of summing up our thoughts on this song. I love it. Same. I'm really looking forward to the album, especially after I getting this too. song. I feel like we're, with every song we get from each of the boys, we get to sort of understand who they are as solo artists more and more. And I'm so excited. I feel like Louis is going to be, unlike Harry's where we were so nervous, I feel like with Louise, we're going to be way more comfortable and ready. And like, I think that's how we feel about Niles too, where it's just like, yes. I'm not going to be so nervous about it. I think it's just going to be good. I, I really agree. think it's going to be good and I'm going to like it right off the bat. So I'm excited. And I hope songs, if, if his album sounds like this or like lyrically sounds like this, I'm going to be really happy with it. I'm so stoked. I just feel like, honestly, this is like such a good discussion and like, I can't mm -hmm. imagine like having however many more songs like hopefully it's like 12 or you know. know 14 um to like just go through all of them i'm just stoked yeah. and like also we still need to do harry's album like we oh, still have so many like, we haven't also, even freaking discussed any I know. of songs but like just kind of knowing how much we have to do is like kind of comforting like you know yeah. we're not gonna run we out any time so soon. much we really will not and like once all the boys albums are out we're and we have like so much time we're gonna be like i'm glad i didn't discuss you know this song exactly yet. we're gonna have to do two ghosts we were gonna do a different oh, song, right. but we're gonna okay. have to do two ghosts because I'm down. It's coming out. So oh, next, yeah. probably not next week because we have the Dunkirk discussion, but maybe the week after that, mm. depending on what the boys give us. Who freaking knows? Um, I love this discussion. I feel like Louis gave us so much to work with. God like, bless. Just like not even not even trying to figure out what it means, but discussing how he uses emotion like yeah it's such a different discussion than often what we have if we're trying to like either figure out the meaning or like talk about the metaphors this was a sort of it wasn't so much imagery it was way more like emotion and using language and stuff mm -hmm. that i think was made it exciting yeah. um okay guess what it's our recommendation segment that oh, we haven't nice. done in 12 billion years um so i have two recommendations one goes back to the political discussion we had at the beginning of the episode um which was call your senators and i mm -hmm. and tell them that you don't want to repeal obamacare and that you disagree with the potential ban on transgender people in the military yep. um 
So definitely do that. Find links. It's super easy. There's scripts to read. It's so important that we do that. Um, Also, on another completely different note, (laughs) one of our lovely listeners, Thishy, um, started an art Instagram, which I've tweeted about a couple times. Um, but she is so freaking talented. I have been loving the art she's made so much. They're like cute and witty and they're like little cartoons and they often have funny words around them and they're very relatable. Um, so go follow at T-I-S-H-A-R-A-C-A-N-T draw. I guess that's can't draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew it was can't draw because I've read it before, but I yeah. just was like, do I spell it the whole thing? But I know they can spell can't, but then the apostrophe isn't there. Um, so T-I-S-H-A-R-A can't draw um, on Instagram. She is so freaking talented. Literally. Like every time she like, she like comes up in my feed, I'm just like over, like over, what's it called? Blown away by yes. her talent. And also she's, so funny, guys. She's so funny, so nice. Her. Very yeah. smart. She's helped us out with like different segments on the show. Um, super feminist-y, always writes in. Uh, such beautiful She's so eloquent so, and just talented. Uh, I yes. love being a stan of all our, I know. All our listeners. I, it's great. Wow. Yeah. And Kara, what do you have to recommend today? Um, I want to recommend... What? <laughs> <laughs> I want to recommend... <laughs> I want to recommend... You listen to a song called Mary by Big Thief. Um, it's a really, really beautiful song. Um, Caitlin, I think you'd really love it. I, I saw them in concert um, a few months ago. And um, it's just like such a beautiful song. Like lyrically, it's incredible. And it makes me emotional every time um, I listen to it. And it's it's so beautiful. Um, and yeah. Did you listen to Kesha's new song or with any of them? Um, I've listened to Praying. Okay, listen to Woman, too, because... Oh, okay, I can't, I want to see the music video, I don't know why I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, go listen to it, watch it, too, what a jam, what a jam. I I just love her. I just looked up the Big Thief song, so I... Yes, I'm so, I'm so proud of you, Caitlin, text me if you listen to it. I know, okay, I will. Um, any general feedback and suggestions we'd love to hear. We talked about a whole bunch this episode from Dunkirk to, um, what's it called? Back to you. Also, because we're going to be having an in-depth Dunkirk discussion, let us know your opinions on it. Or if you have any questions, because we're going to have an expert on the show. So, yep. Send us your questions. Send us your thoughts on Dunkirk if you've seen it. I'm excited to talk about that in depth. And, of course, give us some Back to You love um, all about Back to You because we're standing Louis hardcore right now. Um, and also, wait, if you're going to um, talk about Dunkirk and include spoilers, make sure that you do it in, like, a private message, like, yes. on Twitter or Instagram so no one gets spoiled accidentally by, like, um, what's it called, our mentions. So true. Um, Thank you guys for listening to episode 105 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You can go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. Our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond and Kara is with a C. And use those links to send us any more questions you have because Kara is currently putting together the advice episode for July. So if you have any last advice questions or questions in general about buying peanut butter, 
let us know <laughs> hit us up <laughs> um you can also head over to patreon.com slash talk direction which is where you're gonna find the half hour extra episode let's be honest it's gonna be longer than half hour let's be honest it's gonna be like a whole second episode where we talk about that interview louis did with dan wooten all about larry silenson simon cow the hiatus and why it came about um also remember our recommendations from the beginning audible.com slash talk direction um where you can get your first free audiobook um, and support the show. I recommended Cuckoo's Calling, which is the TV series, the Strike series coming out on TV later this year. But you should definitely read the books first. Kara recommended The Wind, Wind in the, the Willows. The Wind in the Willows. Um, so awesome books to choose from. Yep. And let us know if you read any or have any other recommendations for Audible. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you can rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud. We're in many places. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for episode 106. Bye! I thought I would own the way I felt. Yeah. I call you, but you never even answer. I tell myself I'm done with wicked games. But then I get so numb with all.